0: Welcome to the Friendly Sparring Podcast. The podcast where you ask, hey, who the fuck's this guy? Well, <laughs> hey, I'm Dave i uh, I'm the guest host. As far as I know, the one and only. Uh, this. Yeah. Uh, I'm here uh, celebrating the uh, the new year and uh, 2021. But here are your main hosts, Leo and Juice. How are you, gentlemen?
1: We're, We're fucking good. phenomenal and it's We're so great, good to man. have you, Dave. Um, we for, for, for those of, of you listening who who may have forgotten or or didn't or missed the episode um dave l is our uh, friendly sparring podcast fight pig league season one winner and um we discovered the um discovered that's not the right word we decided the winner would be to come on the show and i figured the timing of it like let's have him on for the fucking award show because it'll be it'll be nice to get you know multiple uh opinions on some of these categories and uh leo should we say what the season two prize is going to be
2: no i think i think we're going to save it we're going to save it for yeah, let's save um it. i think we're going to save it for all of our um all of our social media posts i think we're going to, we're yeah. going to do a big a slight reveal of it um and we're going to uh, we have a new prize
1: s- in mind it's not the same thing
2: yeah, we're gonna send it off to uh, to Dave, and then we'll see how the rest of the year goes. Because obviously, we're gonna start fight pick league in two weeks uh, with um, Calvin Cater getting beat up again. Um, Bro, can you imagine? What if it's the same way? Oh, I would say,
1: what if it's not? Like, what oh. if we're we're counting him out? And Giga oh. Chikadze is getting, like, too big for the Oh, no. Bitches.
2: I'm not counting him out. I'm just saying that wouldn't it be funny if, if oh, yeah. Chikadze just at the very end of the round was like, I'm the best boxer, and just kept hitting him. And he's like,
1: <laughs> well, not again. I'm the best kickboxer <laughs> in the UFC.
2: That just kicks the shit out of him. Um, yeah, so we we are very excited for this episode. There's, it's probably going to be an XL, XL, XL episode. Ladies and gentlemen, I mean, we have so I mean, many why things did you to say cover.
1: Excel that many times. Oh.
2: Because you know what? It's going to be four hours long. None of you guys are going to bed. No, we're all very succinct here. We're all very, we, we talk very
0: quickly, and that's that's it. We all, <laughs> everyone, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. everyone here famous for just getting our
2: points out. Bam, done. Yeah, yeah that's true we, we're all very <laughs> if there's famous one
1: thing that. we know how to do it's make a
2: short podcast yeah right. that's true <laughs> yeah i'm happy <laughs> that i'm a part of it yeah. yeah so
0: the first time leo like uh told me about this like uh so he mentioned it to me uh and i just like go to like uh just download it on the uh the uh itunes or i whatever podcast yeah. and um i'm like two hours and 52 minutes i'm like jesus christ <laughs> <laughs> well Well, worth it i've seen listen to everyone since then (laughs) just like oh my goodness okay here we are i've had some people say
1: i've had some people like see the the runtime of the current episode whatever like just dropped and they'll be like jesus how do you do it and then sometimes we'll get it to like an hour and a half and they're like oh man i got a long road trip ahead i was really looking forward to the three hour one yeah (laughs) you can't we can't please everybody it's always like but we've noticed by the way whenever we put out a longer episode for some reason they do better numbers and it's like got nothing to do with anything else that i can see so
2: well it's just packed full of humor that's why yeah. we're just yeah. too fucking funny for too long <laughs>
1: <laughs> bro i went on uh i went on our, our buddy ben Kylie's uh podcast the hind fight mma uh earlier today uh that episode's coming out probably on monday <laughs> i dropped a justine kish reference
2: oh i mean how can you not
1: you know uh, yeah they, I, I, well, I can't remember if it was on mic or off mic but they were, we were talking about mma movies and they're like uh, i was like there's not really a good mma movie unless you count uh here comes the boom and i do and it's the best one and you know that's it <laughs> i'm not even being enjoyed that that's the I, know, I know MMA i know
2: you're not joking but what i'm saying is in my head is just come the boom too is justin kitsch's uh story
1: <laughs> well they brought up they brought up kingdom and i was like yeah tv show you know obviously right. that you know the episodic format definitely makes him do better, and I, I like Kingdom a lot. And I was like, "Oh yeah, Justine Kish was on there." And the the biggest miss of that show was having her not shit herself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that should be plot point. How she yeah. how she came to terms with it. Yeah. Yeah. Living a very special episode <laughs> <laughs> for a very small group of people. Yeah. For us, that shit themselves in the UFC <laughs> octagon. Those people. That's how. It's
2: just uh, self help for them uh, specifically, and us yeah, also. Yeah, pretty much okay. just uh, this and podcast and Justin Kish. And Yo and Romero. Just <laughs> yeah, if you guys, if you guys didn't know that we were gonna go kick off 2022 without Justin Kish, you're wrong. Oh, yeah, okay. literally the
1: first fighter mentioned this year,
2: Justin just in Kish. Kish. We didn't just mention it.
1: And actually, right. before, before we get into our awards, so today's show is gonna be all about naming the um, <laughs> best ofs for 2021. Our, yeah. our, our favorite uh sort of moments of 2021 in mma but before we we do that i just kind of wanted to recap uh the year 2021 in general um mm-hmm. just kind of how it's been um because tail end of 2020 like i was very disillusioned with the state of mma and i i i stopped the show for a while when i was doing funny with myself i was just like uh and i didn't know what if i was coming back like i, I said on the final episode that i did like you know I'm not saying this is the last one, but I'm saying it could be. And I I did a theater podcast, which uh, like three people listened to. And uh, that was fun, but did not stroke my ego enough. And um, (laughs) I I was missing talking about MMA. And I I won a year ago around this time. I went up to see Leo and I said, hey do a podcast with me. And he was like, what? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah do But he's like, I don't think I can. I was like, no, you can. I just basically wasn't taking no for an answer. <laughs> and I'm so glad that you said yes. And we are here. Cause, uh, this year has just been uh, this past year. Now we're in 2022, but the, but 2021 was, uh, was a hell of a ride for us and getting to connect with uh, awesome people were rebuilding the audience. The FWM audience, uh, abandoned me and, uh, they left, but, uh, <laughs> not everyone obviously i'm just kidding yeah. but uh the, the the ones that obviously aren't listening they know who they are um, <laughs> and the ones who stayed they you know who you are so thank you for staying but uh, we're rebuilding it and we we're growing the patreon and connecting with awesome folks like dave l so and i just wanted to say actually uh obviously i'm gonna show them at the end but we got a new patron and apparently uh the the criteria for for being a patron is you have to be named dave <laughs> because and it's so funny like you were our first patron named dave and i, I was like how does he want to be shouted out and, and Leo just goes not just dave l it was like you were the first one but we automatically we already knew we had to signify like you know sort of compared to other ones because then we had david ever we have dave y gave bobby knuckles or Nobby buckles sorry and now we fucking have uh a new patron who also named david but we'll get to there when we get there but uh wanted to to give you guys an opportunity to just talk about 2021 or how how was it for you? Uh,
2: well, for me, I think it was it was pretty, uh, you know, <clears throat> eventful in the sense that I, um, was it was the first time I was away from my son for a little bit of time. Um, which obviously is I don't want to bring anyone down or anything like that, but as far as like co-parenting and stuff like that, being the first year doing that has been kind of really really good. I mean, as far as years like that can go, um. Yeah, but it's been it's been pretty good. I mean, this this show has been a really nice uh, thing for me to do every single week. And I've really enjoyed uh, our banter going back and forth. And also, um, one of the highlights of my year was going to uh, Orlando with Dave and our good buddy, Tyler. Um, uh, I never would have ever done that ever before in my life. And for some reason, I just said yes this time. And it ended up being one of the one of the highlights of of 2021. Uh, And. Yeah, it's it's just been it's been pretty good. I, I'm excited for this year uh, as far as like progression wise. There's a lot of stuff that's up in the air. Um, it's a little bit scary, but also like very exciting at the same time. Uh, so yeah, no, it, it was it was a good year, and uh, I cannot wait to recap it with you, gents. Dave, what about you, buddy? Um, you know, uh, you know, that's a bit cliche,
0: but you know, you're just sort of getting accustomed to these trying times and all that stuff. Like a lot of you know crazy shit going on in the world and stuff like that for me personally uh you know navigating it not too bad obviously uh very we have a a shared high point in the year you know that was a great trip it was a great time um you know making some new friends you know here in town and stuff like that uh and just you know just Get getting by. That's these days. You know, it's been uh interesting year in MMA. Well, I'm sure we'll obviously talk about that. That's like the one sport I actually follow consistently and stuff like that. But yeah, just trying to you know stay in touch uh, in the the pandemic as as yeah. one does. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. One one thing I uh, forgot to mention is that uh, 2021 was kind of like a year of growth for me because I uh, I got back to doing theater more um, and. Uh, like branched out. I, I was stuck doing like a theater with this one specific company and um, not really getting the lead roles I wanted. And branched out to another company and that's it's going great for me. So um, oh, and and I started a new job. Uh, like I got a new job with a company that I fucking love, and um, it's been really awesome. Like before, I uh, I didn't really talk about the podcast with people at work, um, and now I I've only been here like f- four months and i I've already kind of like mentioned the podcast to a few people just just to like being like not decide not to be like you know private about it and like just kind of like just casually mentioning it and so on that note, I think it's time to to really get into these uh awards. what do you guys think
2: absolutely oh, yeah. let's do it
1: and again, I use the term award loosely for, for lack of a better term, but we're really just kind of shouting out like we we're we we're talking off mic and I was like, you know for each category that we have i um I find it difficult to to pick one. Yes, Dave. Pour that fucking Don Sergio Tequila. (laughs) Leo's fucking sober ass doing nothing. I'm literally I'm almost finished. I should probably get another one, but we'll see. But um I
0: come on, Leo.
1: I find it hard to just pick one. So I was like, let's just do as (laughs) many as we want for each category. (laughs) So nothing is gonna be really um an award. More so just are, are our celebration sort of recapping yeah, yeah, yeah. the best moments for, for me from each category so and what are so, we starting
2: off with
1: um i want to kind of um build up to to some of the bigger ones so i'm trying to figure okay. out I, I just sort of made this lesson and, and sent everyone the categories um what do you what do you guys think about going with um promo of the year first that's sort of my favorite sort of category where you have like i don't know for me that's one of the things that drew me to mma is like the in the few sort of small moments where it kind of crosses over to pro wrestling when people just cut a sick-ass promo that gets you just so fired up and it's like lee always talks about like it's the entertainment value just people being electric
2: (laughs) yeah no it's true um it is it's 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 what it was. it's what gets you hyped and some people do it really well and some people don't. Um I mean, just there's people that just really know how to say something really quick and get out of there. Like we're we're gonna we're gonna be talking a lot about Michael Chandler, unfortunately. Um, but uh <laughs> oh uh black history month icon, Michael Chandler, yeah. yes. Well wow, don't worry, trust me. Worry. he's coming up in mind, so anyway, but but <laughs> it's very unfortunate that he um you know, the promo that he cut for, um, uh, you know, so Khabib was just retired. It was like, Khabib, if you ever want to come back, I'll fight you. Like, okay, <laughs> all right, we, that's bad, dude. Like, that's a really, <laughs> that's not a good look. Um, I'm never going to have to do this. So I'll call him out. <laughs> <up. laughs>
0: yeah, exactly.
1: I mean, in fairness, he'd been talking about fighting Khabib for years. So I think he just fought on the UFC. And I thought yeah, the way he so did excited. it was cool, where he was like, Khabib knows he can either be retired and stay 29 and 0. Or come back and be twenty nine in Chandler, like he's gonna put that (laughs) be the one on the on the record in the lost column.
2: Yeah, but we all know that wouldn't happen. So
1: yeah, it definitely wouldn't. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. No, I I would still like to see it, but especially especially seeing him fucking lose to, to to Charles Oliveira and Justin Gaethje like that, like nah, yeah, he'd get worn around the ring like a hat, like everyone else did.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like everyone else did. Well, I mean, you, do you have your, your promo?
1: I do. And I only have one for this one. I, I told the, I told the boys I, I'm going to fucking go, go last on each category just because I have a ton usually. Um, but I only have one for promo of the year because for me, this was like, you could have made there. Maybe there maybe may some I'm forgetting or there's maybe like <clears throat> uh, other ones that deserve to be mentioned. But for me, there was only one where I like, as soon as I heard this promo got me so fucking fired up, got me just out of my seat. And by the way, promo, promo could be like, I usually think of it as like a post-fight interview where someone cuts a promo on the mic, but it could also be like, like sometimes the UFC will make a really good promo for an upcoming card. Um, And I didn't, that didn't come to mind, but in past years, like that's been something that I I thought of like, like uh, for example, UFC, well, they dropped it at UFC 213. Like you and I, Leo, watched this in the arena when we were when we were there at 213 in Vegas. But the promo that they had for UFC 214, the return of John Jones, was mm. fucking chilling when they showed old footage of him getting arrested and things like that. And they were yeah, just yeah. being so honest. Like that to me is a fucking that's a great promo. But for me, the winner of this award for me mm. is Brian Boom Kelleher. After he fucking dog walked Domingo Pilarte. I had so many people that were. and I, I always like to rub this in because I'm a fucking asshole, but there's some people like, oh, Dominic Pilarte's six foot for a bantamweight. He's gonna he's gonna be too big for Brian. Brian took that big ass motherfucker down <laughs> at will, dude, and beat the shit out of him on the ground. And then he gets on the ground, uh, gets on the mic. And cuts a sick ass promo on Sean O'Malley. So Say something like you're hanging with Takashi 69. You should have got a fucking tattoo of a vagina, dude. <laughs> the fucking the way he said it. <laughs> I listened to it again when I was doing my picks. I was like, there's no way this isn't number one for me. So yeah. that's that's my pick for for promo of the year.
2: Uh, yeah, so mine, um, mine is a, is a joke kind of, but it's a uh, Hamzat Chamayev just screaming constantly that everybody can he <laughs> can kill everybody, uh, just oh over God, and over again. I'm gonna kill uh, everybody, yeah. I'm kill you. yeah, yeah. He just kept saying, I'm gonna kill them all, anyone, everyone. And I was like, by the way, man, he just keeps saying that
1: further <laughs> proof that's actually Ramazan Kadirov in the Hamzat skin suit,
2: he's, he's his new champion now. I'm so psychic,
1: we, yeah. and you're
2: psychic. Yeah, yeah, you're psychic. Like, <laughs> we're both psychic. Um, yeah, no, that was a pretty funny promo, just because he just kept saying one thing over and over again. But granted, it was pretty oh. hype because that was after the uh, the, leech. Uh, the, leech, the yeah, leech, which was uh, a very incredibly dominant, uh, yeah, performance from him. Um, just nasty. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's mine. Uh, uh, that's not. That's not is- a bad
1: pick. Go ahead. David. Mine's
2: also a joke.
0: Okay, uh, it wait. is. It was probably, in my opinion, the worst promo that I've ever had. But it stuck in my head, and it made me laugh more than anyone that's ever had. That's Brendan Allen's wishy-washy <laughs> bullshit promo, where he was just like, a hundred percent saying a lot of things that specifically <laughs> were about Sean Strickland. He uh, just like, yeah, it's like, I re- I, yeah, he's gonna be talking a lot of shit. It's, I don't want to say his name. But uh, and then he's like he's obviously talking about Sean Strickland. He's like oh, Evan Trevardian or, or Sean Strickland. I'm like, the
2: f- yeah. What the
0: we f- I, I think we horrible, all I think we all so collectively funny. agreed to it, it because so I'm pretty
2: because I'm pretty sure uh, whoever was interviewing was like you can go and say his name. Yeah. And then uh, and then he was just like Evan like, Tavardian. I'm like that's not who you're talking about. Yeah. He's like yeah uh, yeah yeah or, or Shabazzian, whatever his name is
0: like yeah. what yeah it's coach dude
1: that's a fucking great one. Honestly, in the list of biggest bag fumbles in 2021, <laughs> that's number 2.
2: Yeah, cuz we all know.
1: Number 1, Julian
2: Marquez. Marquez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, with uh I remember Monty the Stars. week
1: of oh, the my. like the the day it happened or the day after it happened that episode I remember kind of defending him and then the, when I sat with it more, I was like, "You know what, dude, he fucking fumbled it big
2: you know what he did his thing he said the right thing and then and then miley responded and said baby and then he was like wait i got one more thing and i was like no <laughs> he, he, he freaked out you were not way, in a position to make demands just way fucking... less popular than she is it's like it's like
0: when you're like when it's like going better than you think and then you're like oh what and then you just like freak out and you don't know what to do it's like this is like this is going too well ah. Ah.
2: Yeah, let me just tell her to do something that she should do. Yeah. Like an idiot. (laughs) Let me start making demands. I'm like... Yeah, not to Miley Cyrus, okay?
1: I want a steering wheel that doesn't fly off your hands when you get in the car. (laughs) Yeah, totally. (laughs) Uh,
2: Yeah, so he definitely fumbled that bag. Um,
1: No matter what, you do what she says. Like, if she says, like, oh, yeah, no problem. I'll go on the date as long as uh, I can peg you at the end.
2: Because I'm pretty sure all she asks... that's pretty much what she said. His,
1: her initials in his chest hair. Chase oh, grows not, back, like, not, like, yeah, not, not even, even tattoo.
2: Yeah, exactly. And he was Come like, on, "Oh yeah, dude. you <laughs> get a tattoo of me." <laughs>
1: fuck, Julian tattoo.
2: What the?
0: Fuck? Oh, anyway, poor Tyron Woodley. That's a, <laughs> that makes me think. Oh,
1: apparently, that he apparently he got a fake. Uh
0: Tyron, oh, Woodley. did he get a fake? Well, oh, well he, he thing got thing real knocked way, out. So. Yeah, he, he definitely got real. Oh my goodness,
2: <laughs> he did. How the mighty have fallen oh how the how the turn that's actually
1: a great segue for our next category unless anyone has anything else to add for promo of the no year. no
2: let's let's keep going
1: silliest slash stupidest moment of the year
2: okay you know this one this one was a sleeper for me this one was a sleeper but honestly um what i loved uh i had to look it up again but when jesus showed up at the apex uh, oh, in the in the, yeah, audience. Dude, in the <laughs> um, audience that was so great and i don't know who he was facing <laughs> off with but i always i thought that was so clever was whoever the person was and, and like, was they, like they did a face-off and everything yeah exactly <laughs> it's such a good idea and like nobody took advantage of that from before and i think it was pretty <laughs> pretty silly and also um uh may rob calling out um vince vaughn so uh, that was
1: definitely uh rafael Fiziev.
2: <laughs> okay Fiziev. anyway i don't care
1: not only calling out Vince Vaughn, but also needing to get his name three times in a row from his man well, Who's
2: this guy? Yeah. What's his name? Yeah. What's the, okay. what's the, what's what's the guy name? I'm calling okay. out today? <laughs> anyway, yeah. So Jesus being this. in the arena, I think, was pretty funny. I mean, in the apex, was pretty funny. That was my that was my silliest moment. I thought that was pretty silly. Oh. What about
3: you, Dave?
0: My goodness, there there are so many. I mean. And any dumbest moment will not be complete without just men sh- shouting out Cody Garbrandt. Um <laughs> yeah, just for just existing. Broadly speaking, just most <laughs> yeah. of his moments. Uh, God, I, I I'm gonna say the. Oh God, it's there's so many this year. I, I'm okay. I'm gonna go with the dumbest foul of all time. The least necessary. Peter Yan, easily winning, and then is like. Mm, illegal knee. Oh I've got God. this That's... title easily. This is going to be an easy win. I've won this fight at this point. This person's will is broken. Illegal knee. That's good.
1: And, and then That's... when the referee is about to yeah. raise Aldo's hand, Peter Jan raising his other hand. Like, they're just keeping it raised. Like, Yeah. <laughs> it's but like, I that want... became a meme.
2: That's a good one because um, <sighs> because um of the way that it... Like, the, the series of events that led to it. Like... He, he had plenty of he had time he's to asking make that people decision
0: yeah. people, he's like is this legal i'm like you you could be punching him right now you <laughs> no. don't you have a hand on him you just just you could just hit him with the other one you know yeah. that's legal at all times yeah what what let's just do what are we doing you're winning you've been beating his ass just by punching him for the most part <laughs> the whole time your knees have not i mean yeah. he's got good knees but he's his punches have been doing a lot of work
1: that fight made me hate both of them, and I'll tell oh. you why.
2: <laughs> like
1: oh, knew it was a fucking foul. He yeah, and like even if you didn't know in the moment, which is obviously why he did it or whatever, <clears throat> there's some there's some question about whether or not his coaches were like telling him to do it, but it's like, yeah, maybe okay, yeah. you know. like him him acting like he should have got the belt anyway. like the rules are fucking in place for a reason. Like you fouled. Yes. Uh, it led to a fight sequence. That results in a DQ, which results in the belt overturning. Like, there's no, and then Aljo fucking pretending like that's a victory. Yeah, yeah. Like, they, I, I fucking hate them both. Like, I can't. Yeah. And like, people, people are fighting. It's almost like when, when people fight about like uh, like Camaro and Colby, because I fucking hate Camaro as well. I mean, he's still the pound for pound number one. I, I'll give him that like credit or whatever. Um, but uh, like when people are like, oh yeah, Colby ain't shit. Oh, Camaro ain't shit. Like. Both of them ain't shit. <laughs> what 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 can I say? Yeah. <laughs> but um, my my silliest uh, slash stupidest moment of the year is fucking, Tyron Woodley and the fucking <laughs> distance of, you know, his fucking almost a trilogy, but whatever you call the the duo or where the two fights with Jake Paul and this stupid motherfucker. Offering up $5,000 to the person who makes the best meme of him getting knocked out. Like, Why? Just, oh. And and, and, hit, and I don't know if he shot it in 2021 or, or if it was released and whatever, but it fucking came out this year as far as people seeing it. The cringiest fucking weirdest shit of all time of him being on the set of a movie with T.I. where he's playing like a, yeah, a, oh, yeah. a gangster or a thug or something and getting his dick Bitten by a raccoon, raccoon. as yep. punishment yeah. for whatever. Yep. Hey, oh my dick. Woodley, fucking oh. go back to MMA or yeah. just go away. Like, or just I mean,
0: have some pride. Like, retire with some pride. <laughs> some I know. He was
1: also a video vixen oh. this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. get, get that bag, but also. I don't know. Maybe oh. don't fucking. Yeah, don't get just... knocked out. Ty- Tyron Woodley is, is. Don't get your dick eaten by
2: raccoon. Yeah, don't take a movie where your dick gets eaten by a raccoon. We got yeah. it.
1: That's listen. Tyron, the frozen one, Woodley.
2: <laughs> the frozen one. Wow. Because <laughs> he right.
1: stands there and fights. He doesn't want his hand go.
2: Not anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh, goodness.
1: Fucking A. What a
2: year. What a year. Um. Moving on, yes.
1: All right. Uh, who do you guys think is um, coach of the year?
2: Ooh, for me, uh, it is. Just to make sure I have it right, I'm almost positive I have it right. Is am I know Trevor Whitman only because of the night, only because of the um, the Rose Kamaro, and Gechi. Yeah, I recently. mean, like, yeah, they like. They literally that's had, king shit. yeah they literally had to readjust where uh, the bout order Gaethje, yeah Gaethje and Chandler were because he couldn't be doing that and I was like that's pretty gangster I'm not gonna lie uh, and uh yeah all three all three of his fighters won that night as well so um, yeah that's that's I don't even know if that's ever been done before but I will tell you who I think is gonna be um, <clears throat> coach of next year uh, this year I think it's actually gonna be Khabib, to be honest with you
1: I uh I can see that happening. Okay, that's so. fair.
2: That's my that's, that's my... a bold
1: prediction. I was actually I didn't tell you guys this, but I was thinking about if we throwing out at the end if we had any like bold predictions for twenty twenty two. I think we um, should do that. I, I like that. Yeah, idea. yeah,
0: I do like that idea.
2: That's
1: not even that bold, but it's it's definitely like you know putting it out there. And I, I well, I mean with with the way that the way pass. that
2: every all of Kibbe's fighters are, he was seven and oh for all of twenty twenty one, and all of his fighters are, have been pretty dominant. So we'll. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Trevor Whitman, definitely. Like that's, I don't think it's ever been heard of uh, as far as having three of your, three of your fighters on the main card and having to change bout order so that you can have enough time to properly coach them. (laughs) Um, And two of them
1: championship fights.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So pretty hard to top that, but you guys, <clears throat> um i guess I'll, I'll go second as the
0: order seems to be uh i uh actually i honestly i wrote the same thing down um i do want to add uh i think he is the best in octagon coach of the year just look like stuff like that like uh you know we've i've you know met rose's had some struggles with like you know mental health and anxiety and stuff like that he just like through the weili zhang fight uh zhang weili i i'm sorry <laughs> That's okay. Uh, however you pronounce it. Um and whatever the order is supposed to be. The family name first, I guess Zhang Lily. Um not honestly a great matchup on paper. Like I know that she knocked her out the first time, but like she definitely had the physicality to make Rose uncomfortable. And he just like it was just a winning game plan. He just he kept her on it. Um I will say it the only I have only one caveat to this pick. I'm I, I'm like this is my pick but I'm shitting on my own pick is um, I don't it's he is very good at teaching people to fight in a more clever manner I don't know if necessarily that is always 100% how a fighter should fight like for example Mauro Usman I think if there were times when if he just like he's not a comfortable defensive fighter Like, when he was fighting against Colby, whenever Colby would, like, just put something together, he just did not seem comfortable in there, and I think in the first fight, his approach of just kind of just getting after him was a little, like, sometimes it's a little better to just try to, you know, smash your opponent than worry about, you know, trying to, you know, slip stuff. And, you know, I had the same thought, actually, with uh, Gaethje Chandler flight. I, I know, uh, amazing fight, obviously, but one where I just, I kind of wonder if, you know, Berserker Gaethje might have gotten Chandler out of there at some points when, uh, you know, while well, taking more damage, certainly in the moment, but if he might have gotten him out of there at certain points where he was hurt. Mm-hmm. So it's just one of those things, like, this year, absolutely, with his accomplishments, like... Rose two wins, Kamaru, three wins. Uh, Gaethje I think only had the one fight, but he won. Like he selects his fighters well, he makes them fight well. Like amazing nice. coach. But I so, like I sort of worry about like people like Kamaru Usman trying to like slip punches and looking like I there were times when I, he was slipping things that I couldn't tell if he was just like somehow falling unconscious. Like it looked like it was stiff and unusual. Mm -hmm.
1: yeah i will say it took me a while to warm up to trevor woodman because my first two like interactions with him was um seeing him on the ultimate fighter when he was a guest coach for rashad um when i guess coach, he was i think he was the coach for like most of the season but the the some of the stuff he said was like weird like (laughs) there were times when I, I don't know if it was like for the camera and, and not not to say like he trying to grab the spot, like because he's not like that but like i wonder if their producers are like okay make it this and he just didn't know how to do that so he sounded like really off because he was he would say stuff on the ultimate Fighter where i'd be like what and then i remember him cornering gaethje for the michael johnson fight when like gaethje's ufc debut and he was like, in between the first and the second round, I think if I ended in the second round. So it was like the only bit of like corner advice we really got from him. And he was like, if you want a beautiful knockout, go to the body. And I was like, I don't know, but, but his fucking mind and like, he, he's, he's, he's got an aerial show at least once. And, and, and the interview he gave, it was just so insightful. And, like think about the, the ways he talks about And when you hear Gates talk about how, and Rose as well, just like how his approach to training is and and how he really cares about like them not taking too much brain damage and things like that. And he designs his own gloves and did, like the headgear. He's by and far my pick as well. So I'm glad that we all unanimously agree. Um, I, there wasn't any runner-ups for me this year, really. I think like you said, Habib as a coach is kind of starting strong. But, uh, you know, for me, well, and this is a good segue because the only thing I was going to say is, is gym of the year. Like when you think of a coach, they're like the head coach and the head of the gym. And so typically, not typically, but a lot of times coach of the year and gym of the year will be like hand in hand, but not, it wasn't this year for me. So I don't know. What, what did you guys think for, for gym of the year? I'll start with, with, uh, with Dave L.
0: Oh, Okay. Um, I actually, um, because I gave a uh, shine to true Whitman in the last one, uh, I wanted to shout actually city kickboxing as a gym. Uh, I, yeah, I know it's probably, I, yes, I, I picked yeah. the
2: same thing. so It's just,
0: so I, you guys might've talked about it on here. I know I'd, I'd heard about it. Um, I think you did, but there was a, a clip of, um, Volkanovsky that like, that I saw after the fight where he was just like, and I've, like in, in a choke, but not like all the way in. And he's like, he's like, I've got him right where I want him. I'm tiring him out, you know, basically. And it was like, mm-hmm. in a uh, city kickboxing is famous for this. Like they basically just break people down. Like they just make them like run the gauntlet, just put them in a bunch of terrible like positions with like fighter after fighter after fighter. And I don't think like as a camp, without moments like that that you get things like volkanovsky's uh third round i don't think you serve he survived that position because that's like a lights out position and you need a lot of good people at the gym to do something like that and even like in the setbacks that um some of the city kickboxing fighters have had and stuff like that like a lot of times it's just like like uh for instance like you know israel adesanya versus um uh Jan Blachowicz uh he wasn't like getting at any moment he wasn't like, getting like crushed it was just like he he was he losing a lot of position. he didn't break he was just kind of losing and that was like you know ma- like not a bad psychological approach from uh Jan Blachowicz you know st- credit where it's due like that's you know um Israel Adesan wants to do cool shit he wants to style on you blah 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 and make it messy what have you but the time that um because everybody watched the fight um recently uh when block started like getting after him a little bit uh adesanya immediately picked it up kind of looked like he hurt block a little bit i think it was the third round i believe and it's just like one of those things like they are building fighters that don't have quit like they don't break in those situations and that's hard to do right but yeah. yeah, honestly,
1: I think Eugene Behrman is one of the brightest coaches yeah. uh, today. I, he didn't have a great year for me, and that's why I left him off coach of the year. But I think, uh, I, I, was, I was like in thinking about it and in, in hearing you talk about it, I, I I'm remembering they didn't have a good year in terms of being able to show up to events. Like, I don't know how often, like, the, half the time the, the city kickboxing guys fought this year, they were like, Oh, Eugene couldn't be in my corner because. Of the COVID restrictions, they couldn't fly out. Yeah, like Kai just wanted, like, oh yeah, I've got Dan Hooker in my corner because he happens to be here or still quarantining. Like, <laughs> he can't. They they couldn't really show up this year. They being more like the coaching staff for the most part, and it sucks.
0: Yeah, uh, I do. I do want a real quick shout out that particular thing because Kai Car France, like, he like he's got you know like the power to do it obviously, but he went from like not knocking a lot of guys out to just like flattening people this year and you know just shout out to him that's just like a good example of like you know the camp like if i were to do like a coach who is the best like overall versus this year Eugene bearman is definitely up there he's one of the best coaches
1: it's it's a a tie between eugene and and trevor for me and i think like when um when dj was on top his his head coach matt hume no. was another one for me that i didn't think get off praise but um matt hume is also the matchmaker at um one fc <laughs> or, or one championship uh, where, where, where dj fights and so due to like conflict of interest he can't be in his corner so we haven't really seen him do anything on like the bigger stages to to really kind of get him any shine but Um, Leo, what was your pick for gym of the year? Also city kickboxing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It was also city kickboxing. And I just think that, uh, specifically the culture that they, they have, um, you know, having Izzy and, um, Volk as the champions there. Um, you know, a lot of people, I mean, I, I love Dan Hooker. I think we all, you know, appreciate that, that type of mentality. And I think that, that what he, what Dave was saying about, um, all these fighters, not, you know, kind of being raised in a culture of no quit is, very much on this was was hundred percent on display this year um, with Kai France and uh, Volkanovski in their in their fights as well as Izzy. Um, so like that, and like I said, I think that just the culture of that entire gym is just looks to be um, like they could be having a lot more success further down the line these their, all their fighters are incredibly young too like there's not there's not very many. so like we have a longevity for these fighters to keep going um for at least the next you know five six years um so city kickboxing is going to be a pretty tough gym to to compete against um going into into the uh you know later years of, of ufc um so yeah that's that's why like i said i just think the culture in the at that gym uh of breeding the not quit Type of fighter, yes. the entertaining fighter that that has the grit. Uh, it, you know, you're you're talking about four fighters easily uh, from one gym. That when you say they, they go into the octagon, they're always probably going to be going out on their shield. You know what I mean? Like, there's not uh, a lot of them that will not do that. So, that's pretty pretty awesome for Eugene to get yeah. all, all those people together and to keep that coaching staff um, tight. But like you said, hopefully this year. I mean, who knows with COVID and whatnot when, when they're all back to hundred percent, I mean, they, yeah, they got a, a very large potential. So. Yeah. Yes. Uh,
1: I echo everything you guys said. I, I didn't think they did enough to, to be on the list for gym of the year in my opinion, but for me, it was Sanford MMA uh, out of Florida. I used to be, Hard Knocks 365, you know, used to be Combat Club, used to be Black Zillions. But I agree with Henry Hooft as the main, at least striking coach. But I think he's also kind of technically the head coach. I think they're doing a lot of great things. You you see all the pictures, the facility they have is amazing. You know, kind of beating out ATT uh, for like the go-to gym in South Florida. And um, you have Derek Brunson having an amazing year from just moving to that gym. Ian Gary just debuted. Uh, Michael Chandler. Um, obviously, Camaro, Camaro left, but uh, Gilbert Burns, you know, from that gym. So there's a lot of a lot of positives, I think, coming out of that gym. I just think they, they really shine. Brendan Allen, um, even though he got the, the shit beat out of him by my boy Chris Curtis. Mm. Love <laughs> to see that. Um, uh, actually, that reminds me. Uh, what do you guys uh, think about uh, debut of the year?
2: Uh Oh, mine, I'm pretty sure. Let me just make sure. Let me see. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's ten... Terrence McKinney. Yes, yes, it is Terrence McKinney.
1: Yeah, Terrence McKinney had an amazing uh, fucking debut That that fastest knockout in lightweight history. And, uh, um... Yeah,
2: the, the reason why also is because they were really building up. Uh, who was the other fighter uh, that he knocked out? I'm trying to remember. Let no, me see.
1: Let's look it up.
2: Cause I, I know that, cause they were talking about it on the broadcast while he was getting knocked out. <laughs> <which> I, <thought laughs> I remember that, but I, I got it. He like stole. Matt yeah, there we go. Yeah. Uh, they were really talk at least uh, John Annick was talking him up and, um, they talked about, like, I think they were saying, like, he's a fighter that's not afraid to bring it. And then Terrence just drops (laughs) him, like, a sack of potatoes. uh, And he shops at
1: Dan Flashes, so you know he's legit.
2: Yeah, that's Uh true. He does, yeah. We're so happy that – I'm happy. He's such a – and he's also a great presence on Twitter as well. And honestly, guys, like, if you look at uh, the way that Bilal's status kind of was, Bilal was really big on Twitter before he started getting kind of a little bit up there. And now he's, you know, on the desk and stuff like that. So it really – if you have a great personality and can really kind of like have a great sense of humor and cut your promos well and fight well and all that stuff, you're, you have a very good longevity in the UFC uh, more, more, the more important thing is obviously fighting the best. But like I said, if you ha- could have a little bit of a sense of humor um, it's great. And Terrence is, is really a, just a great, if you don't follow him on Twitter, I recommend everyone does. Cause he's really funny. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, but I think that it, he's got potential. I mean, unfortunately he ratioed
1: John bad. Jones the other day. It was awesome. Yeah, he I mean, sure everyone did. did, but it was, yeah. it was really funny when he was like, Oh no, we ain't doing this on Christmas.
2: Yeah. I mean, Dan, Dan Hooker really ratioed him oh, like I mean, really he, bad. Really he ratioed
1: play. John into oblivion.
2: Yeah. So <laughs> it was, that was really intense, but yeah, that's my, that's my, um, that's my debut. I think, like I said, I and it's uh, very unfortunate that his fight was canceled. Uh, Cause I would have loved to have seen him follow up um you know, whenever yeah. short performance is like that, you think it's kind of like a flash in a pan. Um, but I don't know. I think he's the real deal. I think he's got a lot of potential for for this year, and I can't wait for to see him fight again.
1: Fuck yeah! What about you, Dave? Well, what do what do you have for debut of the year?
2: Um, I will. Um,
0: just because it, um, at least to me was oh, well. I'm I'm gonna split them. I'm gonna I'm gonna I want to shout out a couple. Um, please. I didn't think. I wasn't terribly interested in Patty Pimblett coming in, but he came to brawl. I appreciate, I'm always, I always appreciate, you know, him coming to just like being way more aggressive than I had like seen from, I hadn't seen a ton of him, but like, I was like, okay, here we go. <laughs> He's going for it. And I appreciate that. Um, uh, In terms of uh, the other one I want to shout out, not because it was a good, debut honestly it was pretty bad but it was bad in a very similar way to israel adesanya was alex Pereira, and the reason i'm shouting it out is because it sort of throws a weird wrench in the works at middleweight because this is a guy who's beaten israel adesanya has finished him like he's obviously a scary yeah in kickboxing 100 like i think is i personally think israel adesanya is a better mma fighter certainly oh, yeah. now like now hands down but just like i'm wondering like i'm curious to see uh you know the, in you know 2022 2023 if the ufc just gives him softball like striker matchups for him to knock out to set up a fight with israel adeson because i could very much see them doing that because it's like they brought him to the UFC for that reason it's not a secret like they yeah, want just him got to a fight. fight
1: announced recently and i haven't uh I Forgot to check who his opponent is, but <clears throat> I don't think they are giving him easy matchups. I think they're giving him sort of the really? regular path.
0: So we'll, uh, uh, we'll, we'll see. I appreciate that. I appreciate that if they're, if that is what they're doing, that is uncharacteristically fair of them to make him work for what he uh, gets. I'm, I'm trying to pull it um, up on topology now. Uh, Bruno Silva oh oh okay. yeah that's a
1: that's a grappler
0: that's I mean, that's a uh, grappler well, he... who's knocked people
1: to fuck out and maybe he'll try and brawl but he also can choke people to fuck out yeah he could yeah. he
0: can definitely choke choke him out but given his last fight with jordan Wright, that is probably gonna be a really fun fight
1: yeah hell yeah
0: oh um oh that's a march unfortunately but
1: <laughs> uh, was there any any other debuts you wanted to mention
0: that was it. Those, those those two. Those two really stick out to me. Um, I, I obviously like Ian Gary's good, but it sounds like you might want to talk about him here in a second. So,
1: yeah, no, I mean whatever you awesome. want to. Um, I second Terrence McKinney. He was also on my list, and Patty. Um, especially the fucking, and he he's kind of a shit saying on Twitter. I think uh, Callum had said that. Um, and he really yeah, is he's... like the Cardi B of MMA. Like he'll just fucking just attack fans for no reason. Oh. No,
0: that's unfortunate.
1: Like, like Cardi B does, as far as, like, Twitter. Like, like Cardi B will get online and just beef with their fans. It's like, what the fuck? I'm <laughs> um, as well, but, like, knocking that guy out, knocking Luigi Vendermini out, and being like, that Chris Hemzy pad <laughs> Just that fucking thick-ass scouse dialect. Love to see it. Um, but I, I didn't even have it on my list, and then I was referencing it earlier when he knocked the fuck out of brendan allen i was like oh yeah chris curtis had a fucking amazing oh, debut, and Ugh. then turn around a month later and fucking not like dude amazing chris curtis after retiring twice just a fucking incredible story so definitely chris yeah. curtis and i want to change my answer that's me yeah, that's and gary yeah. yeah no chris curtis deserves, deserves some shine for sure moving swiftly along because this is gonna take way longer than it probably should. <laughs> okay. Um I, I I think we all have the same one, but what did you guys have for upset of the year?
0: Mm. Yeah. Uh I sorry,
2: Leo, if you want to go first by all means. Um, I mean around pre- the world, as far as like what, what everyone <laughs> heard, like for me, um <clears throat> It didn't feel this way, but the Juliana Pena, like, <sighs> the knockout yeah. of it, – it's weird because uh, it didn't feel like a – I didn't feel that upset about it, and I don't know why. Like, that's that's what's so yeah. weird about it. Like, I know it was the biggest upset of the year um, as far as – We like, talked
1: about it. It's like it didn't even feel real. It's like, yeah, oh, <clears throat> well, that I, – I don't, I don't know what that was. This was a alternate universe. This and as far um... as
2: betting numbers go, it was pretty – pretty big like a pretty big upset yeah. uh yeah so uh that that's what i have but like as far as like what i feel in my heart uh was Derek lewis losing against Cyril Khan. like, <laughs> or you, Chris, like <laughs>
1: yeah that was a pretty big upset come
2: on that was um, i that also was had so um
1: yaroslav amisov uh, beating douglas lima that was a pretty big upset over in bellator
0: all right uh, i do want to shout out the uh aaron blanchfield fight because i definitely didn't pick that or yes season.
1: Same okay, that's a great shout as well. It was
0: really, really good. I I actually didn't think about it until just now. I was, I it was Pena for me as well. That was, I mean, I don't want to shout her with like the you know, the whole like not a real mom thing after the fight, like that grossed me out. But in terms of actually just like the fight, Pena, but Blanchfield was the one that impressed me most because I'm just like, okay, no, she's
1: yeah, very good. Pena should change her nickname to JK Rowling.
0: She really, it's yeah. Turf. She's yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, yeah th- change it to turf.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Firing out of the red corner, <laughs> she's the undisputed bantamweight champion of the world, Juliana, Turfania.
0: Yeah, she's. It's. Um, I. I do want to like. I uh, just echo Leo here, but it did feel like not a, At the moment, it didn't feel like as huge of an upset because Amanda Nunez's second round was not fighting like her usual self. I mean, it could be exhausting. It could be any number of things. But like in the moment, it didn't seem like, you know, overcoming. It just seems like, oh, this is, you know, this is how this is is going.
2: Right. Yeah. There was something about it that just felt, I don't know, it just it felt anticlimactic. It didn't feel as. As upsetty as I mm-hmm. thought I was gonna feel. I mean, I was surprised. I think everyone was surprised by it, but that's... I don't know. I, I think, I think uh, it's kind of one of those things. Like, it feels very uh, not <clears throat> almost akin to Holloway or Ortega. Like everyone would be like, "Well, Max is gonna win the second. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it feels like that's how everyone is is gonna be writing off uh, Juliana. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it how it yeah. all kind of mm-hmm. shakes out. But that was definitely my 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 biggest. It, it was the most upsetting. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah,
1: all right. Another uh, category that's near and dear to my heart, <clears throat> mm-hmm. like I said, it kind of goes in line with promos, but to me, this is this is completely different <clears throat> post fight interview of the year.
2: <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, our man... Ends the series with a bang. It's Derek Lewis, ladies and gentlemen, on, on the yes. mic at the very end of the year, talking. To, first of all, per, your prediction coming true. Yeah. They might as well call you Mystic Juice because <laughs> you predict, predict these things. Teams. Yeah, uh, and
1: I, I'm not. I'm not going to shut up about that for a while. <laughs> like, as you should. Like you said, check the tape, bud. check yeah. the tape. Check, check the tape, guys. Well, he I fucking posted it it online. You can team. also check it online. I fucking called it. I said, he's going to yeah. make an NST of his balls. What does he do? So he's going to make an NST of his cup, which holds the balls.
2: Yeah, exactly. Same exact thing. Yeah. The exact same thing. You couldn't get any closer unless you were the balls, unless you were Derek Lewis's balls. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, he just always constantly cuts promos. And then at the, at the post fight presser and everyone was like, you know, how did it yeah. feel? And he was like, he was like, Oh, I did that for Rodney King. And I was like, he just doesn't ever miss it's it's always so funny it's so poignant Derek lewis is is the is the microphone champion and he doesn't even have to i mean and the way that 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 sequence happened at like that the camera guy cutting to the the man like Ugh. getting the cup and being like oh yeah kind of ashamed about it but
1: <laughs> yeah perfect
2: I would have punched that guy in the back. if I was in that the apex. I would have fucking punched that guy for that cup. All right,
1: sure. did you did you have anything else to add, Dave? Any other post interviews that you want to shout out? I mean, no,
0: it's just it's yeah, it's it, just it has a, to be the, just, like just the just the so sort clear. of quiet like focal that at the end of it, you know, just like yeah. about fighting three round fights, <laughs> yeah, even for the title fight, like yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and just like how sweaty he was after <laughs> like
1: two rounds. Epic-
0: it, it went very much his way. Like, he's like, <laughs> he's just like the most tired always, like seconds into every fight. He's just so tired. So and, tired. But he's also doing things like throwing like jumping fl- uh, switch kicks. Yeah. That didn't actually meaningfully do anything in the fight. He was just like, he was already winning. He's like, I'm going to switch kick now. And then yeah. he's like, I'm tired. I'm like, y- yeah.
3: That's, <laughs> it's a switch you're, kick, you're buddy.
0: A, you're a large person and you're doing flying switch kicks like you. Uh, sir but he's amazing anytime he talks just yeah it's so worth it and just like how just like deadpan he is just i don't know about Derek lewis here but yeah
1: uh here's one feel good moment of the year
2: uh i got it i got this one perfect right in the bag um my feel good moment of the year and it really touched my heart because it spoke directly to me um, was Michael Chandler raising <laughs> an adopted black child for Black History Month? Because honestly, not nothing funny. screams nothing screams yeah. Black History Month like Michael Chandler. And
0: uh, for 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 the uninitiated that somehow found the way to this podcast, extraordinarily white
2: man Michael Chandler. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. the mo- the whitest man on the planet Earth. I swear to you, he was this close to doing Brock Lesnar's. <laughs> uh, post fight no. being like I'm just a good old boy and being like
1: yeah. we're all an airport in Tennessee so white
2: yeah oh, it's the whitest person there but no my, my real feel good moment my real feel good moment um dang was a toss up because we had a pretty good amount of feel good moments this year mine yeah my feel good was um where is my feel good dang it uh was was Brandon Moreno winning uh, the time t- I mean just not Glover watching huh not Glover. He's he's my award for something else.
1: Oh okay. All right. Um because yeah for me Brand- Brandon was like hit me right in the fields. Yeah because
2: Brand- Brandon's uh watching the the end of the fight over and over again was really was really cool. Like like, like seeing him go from figgy tapping to like letting go to getting up to looking around like it, it, it was so like really really awesome uh to see and that that was my feel good moment uh just because it was so it was so impactful to to him like you know what i mean like everyone else was like this is cool you know mexican born champion all that stuff and i thought that was great but just like i don't know like it, it was it was like countryman pride and like self you know, pr- persevering and, and moving on and doing all that stuff. Like all that pride was so was just beaming and like just unbelievable in that moment to him alone. So I think that that's what was really cool. Just watching that in yeah. slow-mo, just watching it kind of play over in his mind. Like he didn't think that this was going to be how it was going to happen, but he knew it was going to happen. So like, it was just right. like really, really just awesome and emotional. And I, I loved every, every second of that. Um, so that was my feel good moment. And I mean, obviously Well, we'll talk about it in a second, but anyway, yeah, Yeah. that's my that's my feel good.
1: Anything else to add, Dave?
2: Um, I that so uh I actually thought
0: of um oh, uh, juice is gone. (laughs) (laughs) He's um, I oh, you good? Okay. Yeah, I just had Uh, to adjust,
1: so I turned off my camera. But we're good. I uh, I was never uh, live.
0: Sorry, we're (laughs) live, baby. Uh, (laughs) Was all Brandon Moreno actually just thought of that right at, before Leo said it? Like, I, I, I don't know if you, you picked up on the mic, but I was like, oh, right before that, I'm like, oh, Brandon Moreno, because I forgot that one. But also, uh, no Bronx beating um civil rights icon uh Michael Chandler and winning the uh, winning the uh, if by civil rights icon title.
1: you mean he's a descendant of Jim Crow, then yes, uh, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I listen, no, I just mean in terms of the way the UFC portrays him as. Yeah. The hero, obviously. Um, But uh, Michael
1: Chandler was uh, organizer of the Million Man
0: March, (laughs) according to the Dana White. Absolutely was, hundred (laughs) percent.
1: Someone's going to edit down his Wikipedia. Uh, I
0: think he's as a person. I think he's more likely to uh, have organized the January sixth march. But we'll uh, we'll, yeah, as a human being. But um, anywho uh just it was very in the same vein it was just like god do bronx uh well he didn't like get out of the ufc like uh, moreno briefly was he just like has had so many like downs he's like you know it's people are like oh he breaks he you know things and it's just like he didn't you know he was he had every opportunity like anyone could have given up after like that first round but he stayed in, and yeah. it was his fight. You know that was that made me feel good. Um, I do kind of want to shout out um, McGregor and Greg Hardy getting knocked out because that's always a delight, and also Dustin Poirier doing it. Yes, heartwarming. That's where I feel good. I'm moments. so glad that but, you
1: mentioned. I yes. didn't even mention those for anything. Yes, uh, I mean
0: like the genuinely good ones do feel better, but the cathartic, like oh. ha. and then mcgregor like Fuck yeah of anyone's leg could snap in half it, yeah. i am glad it happened to connor mcgregor but yeah. um <laughs> anywho dude it's sorry. it's
1: the context of that matters so much like when chris oh, weidman's leg broke on against uriah that Hall, was devastating i was like oh my oh. god it's so disgusting and i feel so bad for him i, I just wish in chuck When I happened to connor i was like hi ah, you fucking stupid piece of shit like-
0: yeah or anderson silver earlier like same thing i felt i felt bad like I felt worse for Weidman because I feel like Weidman was like the champ as I was getting into, like he became champ as I was getting into watching MMA like yeah. constantly. Mm-hmm. 100%.
1: Um, I echo everything you guys said, especially about Brandon Moreno. I wanted to add he had the coldest fucking line on Ariel's show and um, it, it, it wouldn't really fit into any category. The only thing that closed maybe promo of the year because it kind of got a promo on him a little bit. But he just sort of said it so casually. And it was like, bro, how has no one ever th- said this before? He goes, Figueredo is the best sponsor I've ever had. Pay for my house, <laughs> pay for my car. Like I was like, oh, bro. Oh, oh, oh.
3: <laughs>
1: he's like, yeah. Because Eric was like, how do you feel about fighting him again? He's like, i fight him as many times as it needs. Uh, he's the best sponsor I ever had. Like, <laughs> like I was getting a fucking, like it's right up there with Dominic Cruz uh, talking shit to Cody Garbrandt when he was like, I bought a house from the money I got from beating up your teammates. Like that's the fucking level that Brennan was at. And it was so (laughs) casual. And it was so, even so like so bubbly the way he said it was fucking amazing. Yeah. The only other one I wanted to add, um, I mentioned Glover, but uh, Leo said he's going to honestly intrigue for, for whatever that is. But um, Roxanne Mataferi getting engaged. um, Her, her her boyfriend, Chris proposed um, to her in the cage after, uh, after taking a legal knee um in Titan FC, I think they I think they made it a no contest. I'm not sure. So I don't think it counted it as a as a win, but he he took a knee and then he took a knee as well, got on his knee and and proposed to Roxanne. She said yes and couldn't be couldn't be happier for him.
0: Good phone. I hadn't heard that. That's fantastic.
1: Yeah, the U the UFC Fight Pass uh, Twitter account shared the video. Um it's all she posts about Instagram now so if you go on her Instagram you can probably find the, the video um, uh, in general at Roxy Fighter but fucking great great moment of the year um, okay <laughs> comeback of the year what do you guys think
2: uh, for me I literally just, just rewatched it um, again but uh uh, Mirab against, uh, uh oh, Mirek. yeah,
1: against Martin Marais. Fuck, that's a oh, great pick. I didn't even do that,
2: dude. Watch it. Like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, we're, we're talking, could have been stopped the yeah. entire time before he came back in, and won that fight. I, I was like, yeah, no, 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 this is there's no way that this oh, could have yeah. ever, um, uh, it was, it was really intense. So, I'm happy, I'm ha- and, and it kind of kept Mirab. I mean, as far as like adversity goes, you know, uh, it kept a, it kept him in it kept him interesting for this year. But I mean, like, yeah, he's he's. Uh, I'm surprised that that he that he won that fight and the way that he did too. Because yeah. I think it was a, through a submission. I think it was a tap oh, yeah. too. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was mine. It was just if you go back and watch that fight, uh, Marais pretty much. I, I mean, clean. It's hits. Funny, you mentioned
1: that that was the card that when the Dave L was on last time, when we were talking about it.
2: Yeah. Oh, spending 15
1: yeah. minutes on that fight.
0: I, I, yeah. I might've already said this exact words, but it was like Marais finished Marab and then Marab finished Marais twice. <laughs> like it yeah. was like, like any insane ref that cared about the fighters would have just been like, Oh, Oh, this fight's over when Marais won. But then Marab came back, finished him. And yeah. then the second round also did the same thing to him worse. Yeah, and at that point, it was just like, <laughs> the ref managed to stop at that time, thankfully. Yeah, I oh, think yeah.
1: it was fucking some nonsense, cool. Keith Peterson. Yeah, yeah. That was <laughs> a good yeah. amount of nonsense. Yeah. Keith Peterson. It a, nonsense. It was a fair Keith amount Peterson. of nonsense in that
0: fight. So this moment, Keith Peterson. Uh,
1: uh, any any other um, any other fights to mention?
0: Yeah, that's um, the one for me. Ooh, uh, I I mean, Pena, I guess. That's, coming back that that's my only one destroyed. that i had, had, had know, uh, yeah. wrote,
1: written down was that like not only that like okay i think it was 2020 that she lost to jermaine durandami literally got choked out by a kickboxer and she's a grappler yeah. like got put to sleep like okay comes back beats sarah mcmahon i think that was this year yeah beats amanda Nunes. And, like, not only was, like, 2021 is a comeback year for her, but she had a comeback within that fight because of yeah. Friggin', uh yeah, losing the first round. Like, getting beat, beat up in the first round and then being like, okay, I'm coming back. Just absolute insanity. So, for me, that was, like, clear winner for comeback of the year. Um,
0: um, I also do want to shout out, I mean, actually, I mean, I already mentioned the fight, but um, Olivera almost getting finished by Chandler, like, Getting yeah. pummeled.
1: Great. And this is a guy great, who
0: everyone was just like, great. "Oh, this guy breaks." Like that has always been his thing. Like there was all back to even back to like that like neck injury that was like kind of dicey against Max Holloway. Like when he was getting like tuned up by Max Holloway, yeah. and then all of us, then it's like again every opportunity to just like you could just be done. It's fine. You're getting pummeled by a hard puncher, and. He didn't. He came back, yeah. and not only did he come back, he um, almost immediately won the fight. Like, yeah, mm-hmm.
1: I mean, great, great pick. Um, I'm really excited for this next category, you guys, because for me, it's such a clear, it's such a clear winner. But I don't know how you guys will interpret it, and so I, I want to go. I'm going to say the category. I want to go with Dave first because I have a feeling Leo and I might have the same answer, and if we do i'll be really glad but also if you don't it's okay because you'll 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 enjoy hearing my answer uh come uh not uh most influential fighter of the year dave who who do you think was the most influential fighter of the year
0: Uh, i mean i mean shout out um obviously uh Blockbuster, my hero, Michael Chandler, but um, <laughs> I will, I will actually say that, and this is not good influential, but this is this did come is what came to my mind when they said it, um, Petey on. uh, he kind of fucked up the weight division with that knee, like the whole division's kind of like that's a good point because like yeah, he's a bad it's influence. Like, it's sort of like what do they do with Jose Aldo now? Because he's you know he can't fight like there's after the first fight he's like you're not gonna fight, have him fight peter Yan, but peter Yan's not the champion but alderman certainly just floating around here with the title not fighting yeah. and yeah it's just like one of those things it's like he like in terms of influential not in a great way but he completely derailed the train of still obviously amazing fights this year in the baton weight division amazing division arguably my favorite I, I don't want to, I like, no, it's, it's, I like it's, fighting.
1: I'm banging this uh, division. Yeah. But
0: yeah, that is, that is, that is my bad influential fighter of the year, but that's, that's, that's who came to mind. So
1: I, yeah. I, I don't hate the pick at all. Yeah.
2: Especially a good the one. I mean, it's, it's incredibly influential. All right, guys. Uh, mine is going to be a little bit out of left field uh, for everyone, but mine is, is, is Ty. <laughs> okay. Here's why. Great. Here's why I love that. Okay. Take, I got to take a all, shooty now. First of all, you got to love. Tequila. You got to love Dave. Take it some tequila right now. Um, <laughs> but you got to love him knocking out Greg Hardy. Right. But the influence of the shoey and Shuey Vasa being becoming mm-hmm. a big thing for the UFC and so many people are participating and doing it because of him. Uh, I think he's had the most influence as far as like a public opinion and people talking about um, the UFC and doing shoeies, and uh, it's putting that culture on the map for the UFC. I don't think anyone's ever going to forget Ty Tuibasa doing the Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, beer toss and shoe toss uh, after his last fight. Um, it's a beautiful knockout uh, but he's my he's my most influential. I think that yeah, I think, I really think that after knocking out Greg Hardy and, and doing a bunch of shoeys and doing all the ones in the crowd and having everyone do them. And, <laughs> you know, I mean, you get, you get, I mean like every time he fights now, you know what I mean? Like everyone in the crowd was doing shoeys like a, yeah. a good amount of people were doing them. So like, that's a pretty big influence to have on it. And the next time he fights, there's going to be even more. There's going to be merch. There's going to be this okay. whole wave of people drinking alcohol and spitting in shoes. And I can't wait. <laughs>
1: Uh, depending on how you interpret it either none of us took this seriously or only you took this seriously because that's actually a great answer but leo thank (laughs) you dave when i thought about this category of the fighter who had the most influence i almost and i had to fact check myself now i didn't even think they fought this year oh but they did they fought one time oh i know it is what fighter have we mentioned more than any other fighter on this podcast? Especially when they're not fighting, it's Justine Kish, <laughs> and she will continue to influence this podcast uh, in years to come.
2: That's true. I, I can't I can't disagree with that. Okay. I mean, literally, I, I don't he know if you made guys- a
1: stain, and that stain that stain <laughs> has not been washed away. <laughs>
2: It never will be, and here's why. Because honestly, <laughs> honestly, guys, I I think we laughed about it for about 20 minutes last time I mentioned this. But if it happens again, it will be literally the single funniest thing that could ever happen in the UFC history. Because if the you do it
0: once,
2: it's do it once, it's funny. But doing it two times is by far the most hilarious thing oh you'll ever see God. in your entire life.
1: Yeah, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice,
2: yeah. shit shame on me. on me. Yeah, shit on, <laughs> shit on, on us.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. So yeah, no, I mean she's definitely the she's the biggest influence on our podcast. Yeah. Absolutely. Influences it every time. By and far. By and far. And makes me laugh
0: every time. Every time. I do want to shout out for influences on this podcast because I, I do have it on here. Uh, uh, yeah, Jiri, forest Jiri, realm. I mean, yeah. you know. We... I, I cannot pronounce it very well. Yeah. Jiri, <laughs> Jiri, he's probably Jiri, in the Jiri. second
1: most. Like if, if you literally, like, you know, yeah. like sometimes at the end of the year, algorithms were like catch your buzzwords of like what. Mer- Justine Kish would be at the top. Yuri Pruska.
2: Jiri. Well, how do you pretty,
0: think they're fertilizing the behind. forest realm?
2: Like it's just, yeah, kids just, 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 just shitting everywhere. <laughs> Imagine and...
0: he's ordering it off. <laughs> just <telling> her, <laughs> oh, They have the same manager, no. and he's like, "Tell him
1: to send more
3: shit. I have oh. to build this tree. It's not strong enough. I have to punch enough.
2: trees. Yeah, Yuri's great, and so is Justine. You know what? She's great. I can't wait to see her fight again.
1: I can't wait. I, and I didn't even think she fought this year. I was like, "That's no, how fucking influential I, so I she is. I remember because t-
0: she, she was wearing um. White, White. And that was the boldest choice. Yeah, Like, if you're known for one thing, I just really... remember it so
1: much because uh, oh, Leo God. and I watched that fight together. You were, you were in uh, Massachusetts and that was the weekend I drove up. <laughs> and you were like... <laughs> like, Tracy Cortez had her in a body triangle and we were like...
0: <gasps> <laughs> Don't do it. Don't squeeze. <laughs> Don't squeeze. Still unlocks the secret play... weapon.
1: <laughs> we didn't have a category for this, but... Like, overcame the most adversity as well. Like, honestly, anytime she doesn't shit, that's a victory.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, yes. <laughs> okay, we gotta move on because
2: it's okay. too much shit. It's literally. Uh,
1: breakout fighter of the year. Uh, who do you guys have? Go ahead. I. Liz.
2: I love her. I appreciate her, and I cannot wait to see her fight again. Ladies and gentlemen, my breakout of the year is. Lupe Godinez. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry, but turning around, doing that seven days, seven day fight, um, you know, I, I, I mean, Iconic. Icon- just great. And, and just did it without breaking a sweat at all. Her record should have been three and three. And she's also another part of my another category for me. But um,
1: oh, I forgot about that for that category.
2: So, Bro. so, She, um, but she's great and, and a good fighter and like, definitely one of those ones that's always there coming to scrap and you, I can't wait to see her fight next year. I'm so excited. Like I said, just, just doing that in 2021, doing what she did in 2021. Uh, I mean, that's how you put a stamp on anything. Like just saying like, oh yeah, I'm i I'm going to fight one week and oh, someone's dropping out. Okay. I'll, I'll come in and fight again. You know, similar to, um, what's his name? Uh, that talks a lot, and and would have been a... If he would have backed it up, would have been a great fighter. Uh, Dylan Danis?
1: Huh? Dylan Danis? No. <laughs> he um, a guy who talks no, a lot he, and does not fight? No, oh. he... Uh, oh, Kevin Holland?
2: Head. Yeah, Kevin Holland, yeah. yeah
1: who talks yeah. in the ring? Yeah. I mean, He, if he would, would have break been a to... fighter of the year last year for me.
2: Oh, oh that's fair. Yeah, if he would have been able to back up everything five, this five year, it would have been... 2020. Yeah, and then 2021, he almost had opportunities, but as you know. He got yeah. up, but yeah, Lupi Lupi Godinez is my is my um, is my choice for breakout Solid fighter. I pick. think I think she, like I guess, said I just I think that she did a really good job, and and not a lot of fighters would do that, but she did. So Fuck yeah, so yeah, that's mine.
1: Take it take it over to you, Dave. Who was your breakout fighter of the year?
0: Um, that's honestly that's a really good pick. I'm not gonna lie. It, I wish it's one of those. I wish I'd thought of that before. Um, I I did want to shout out. Um. Well, who who came to mind for me and I was struggling a lot with this one was Aaron Blanchfield just because of that upset of Miranda Rambic. I mean, it wasn't like That's the biggest upset pick? of the year, obviously, but it was just like just having like, you know, who's, you know, overrated, but considered very good at just like, you know, um, like with the wrestling and stuff like that. Uh, Macy Barber, like, not do uh, anywhere near what uh Aaron Blandfield did to a uh, Miranda Maverick on the ground. Um, it yeah. was just like I'm like, oh wow, she's like, good, not just like, because that was like three rounds of it. It was like, oh, she's like, it's because like it was like if it was fast, it was just like. Oh, okay. That you know, somebody got right. caught. Whatever. Could have been it a fluke. Yeah. But it is like, oh no, she would have won this fight. You run this fight back ten times, handily. Yeah, that she's like actually good. Um, in terms, I I don't want to call it a breakout because it was kind of like it was happening, and I, I I'm reusing this a lot, but uh, it's this is where I just felt like putting this. It's weird that Jerry Prashazka is basically thought of as kind of the champion of the light heavyweight division at this point yeah because just like yeah just like a couple performances of him and he's just like oh he's the guy obviously no questions like oh you know it's like it's like will he fight john jones i'm like
2: i forgot
1: about
0: but you know it's yeah, like i get yeah. it it's just like one of those things like he captures the imagination with his everything his aura his yeah. whole his, his whole self yes yeah but yeah sorry go ahead
1: no, I was just going to say a uh, great pick. And and it's funny that you mentioned Yuri and Leo, you mentioned Loopy. Those are my two. Uh, like Loopy <laughs> like, was for me, like one of the biggest breakthrough fighters of the year. And then yeah. Yuri was, you know, he didn't debut in the UFC this year. He didn't like, you know, just coming to our like radar, but I wasn't like the most hype I've been this year that wasn't a fucking proper sentence but you know what i mean like last yeah. year he had that great fight against vulcan and i was like okay yeah he's fucking here to to. there's a new player at, at 205 that fucking reyes fight and the the samurai video and the
2: Wolverine <laughs> <laughs> out
1: yeah. of the water completely like one of the reasons why he, he could be most influential fighter for this for this podcast yeah
2: yeah oh. no he uh he I mean everybody's waiting for next year. I mean uh because Rockets and someone else was just announced. Um
1: uh Jan or no, Anthony Smith. Yeah, Anthony Smith. Yeah.
2: So that that's that's solidified. So obviously now, you know, it's it's going to be Jan and, yeah. and Yuri. Um which I uh, think well yeah, oh, oh, sorry, Glover. Glover and Yuri. Yeah. I, I apologize. Uh Glover and Yuri. Um So, I mean, everyone's really, I I mean, I don't know if anyone's not excited about that, but I can't wait to see the the week leading up to it. It's like, it's going to be, I I can't wait to watch that embedded. It's going to be so great. And, um, but anyway, uh, yeah, the good, good choices. Cause okay. okay, Sorry. That's okay. Let's move on.
1: Yeah. Moving swiftly along. And this, I only put forth this category full disclosure uh, because I wanted to throw shit on Ali. Abdelaziz, this uh, next category manager
2: of the year mine's ali
1: he's oh you fuck i <laughs>
3: just kidding
1: i mean that's that's fine i mean he has the biggest roster uh pretty much no. so you if you're being serious about it you could pick him but for me i'll never pick him for anything what a fucking piece of trash that guy is
2: yeah no definitely big piece of trash that's why i picked him <laughs> so no i
0: i will say i honestly did pick him for best and worst manager of the year <laughs> because it's it. it really is true he has like the insider like track with the ufc because he's basically a union buster for the ufc 100%. Like he will throw his fighters to the wolves for the ufc so yeah but, and in exchange he can get favors to get fights now the problem is it's one of those things that's like He's someone useful in a bad situation that he created. It's just like one of those things. It's like, yep. it's a protection racket, basically. It's just like, yeah, it's useful. You fucking because, nailed it. Yeah. He's an awful, like, he's a terrible for fighters and the sport that Ali Ability exists, but he also might get you that fight you would not otherwise get. He kept fucking a Zytar, who's a piece of shit. In, <laughs> yeah. By the way, I reading up on those guys, like, actual, like, organized crime, breaking women's orbital bones, like, yeah. they're terrible people. Pieces of shit. And he got them back in despite the whole, like, Dana White very publicly, nope, fucking done. Out of the spo- out of the UFC, you're out of here. Then he's just like, oh, yeah, he's actually back in. We can work something out. And just like, yeah, yeah. So, like...
1: I feel like then, he has dirt on Dana White. Uh,
0: I, I feel like he got a... So, apparently, the Azitars are uh, in with, like, the leader of, uh, the, of Morocco. So, I think he bribed might have facilitated a bribe there but oh yeah absolutely bag of bag of potatoes sneaking across the balcony to dana white's uh penthouse fucking
1: bag of potatoes i don't believe for a second that was potatoes
0: yes (laughs) i love that it was i i honestly wish it was potatoes because that would be the funniest like outcome of the whole thing just really wanted potatoes and they don't
1: (laughs) i wonder if it's like you know in those old like old movies when when uh they're trying to break someone out of uh jail and they put it. They put a key inside a cake or something like that. Like, oh, have a birthday cake! Like, imagine it was potatoes, but the potatoes are fucking stuffed with drugs or something. Like... Uh, what a great um, uh, yeah. So, for yes. me, like I said, I just wanted to, to fucking pick, give someone else some shine because not only like, say, Ali was like legit the best, and and like you know not worthy of being shit on. It just gives someone else some shine. You know what I mean? And so for me, I wanted to highlight Danny Rubenstein. The guy doesn't do interviews like most man. No, mo- most managers don't at least pretty much the only one that does, but, uh, like he also had a great quote recently where, um, cause, cause Ariel called him while he was on the show. I say he doesn't do interviews, but like Ariel called him live. It wasn't really like a planned interview. We just called him on the show. Um, I guess he's like he. Uh, he said that he like vetoed a, a certain thing for a fighter or whatever, and he was like, "No, I didn't veto. I just, uh, I just said like it's not up to, to me. Like a manager should not be making those decisions. Like no, that's up to the fighter. Like his philosophy for management, I think, is just so so great, and he really takes care of his fighters. So I wanted to to throw him some shine.
0: Now, um, I, I'm actually not not as familiar with him, so just like for an outsider perspective, what's uh, what are a couple of fighters that he manages? Uh, so the, the biggest
1: one for me is uh, Roxanne Modafferi. Um, oh wow, okay. Uh, Daniel Cormier as well is managed by Dan, Danny Rubinstein, um, and then I, I think he he also manages um, Joanne Wood. I think that may nice. have been the fighter that the uh, thing I mentioned was talking about when right he stepped in. But I I think he I, I want to say he even might try. He might live in Vegas and train at Syndicate. So maybe he just manages because hmm. that that's how it works sometimes. Like like Ali. Started out training at Henzo Gracie's in in Manhattan trained, trained with Henzo Gracie and he got his job in management from Henzo himself wanting to like needing a, someone to help like negotiate a deal with uh, I want to, might've been the UFC or it might've been another promotion for like a return fight that he wanted to do or whatever. And he brought Ali along and then he like, gave him a stable of fighters and so a lot of like people that mma fighters that train at henzo's are managed by ali because of that so it kind of happens a lot of the time where like a certain manager will get a gym and kind of have management over that gym in a sense um but yeah danny rubens is the man and yeah he just followed us on instagram or Well, for some reason, he has a private account, and so I requested Ooh. to follow him, and he accepted my request. And I, th- I mm. thought he followed us back, but I could be wrong. Maybe he didn't. Uh, anyway, whatever. Well, so he did. Jenny Just for the F- fucking man.
2: Yeah, and follow us.
1: Yeah, and follow us. But also, yeah, yeah no, definitely follow us. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now we're getting to the to some of the bigger uh, awards. Yes. Um, before, before we get the, to like the main ones, I want to talk about uh, robbery of the year. Uh, did anyone have anything but Angela Hill and Amanda Lemos? <laughs> I, have,
2: I, have, uh, I have three, actually. I know you, you kind of so, referenced one earlier. I had
1: a feeling it was this one. I, so, I think so I
2: Lupi and, and Jessica Penne uh, Watch the fight. Judges don't know what's happening. Yeah. They didn't know what was happening. That whole time but another one a really good one that i didn't think of until j- like just last week when i thought it <clears throat> uh cory sanhagen versus uh tj dillashaw
1: yes 100 percent. yes because we talked about it at the time but i forgot about it i was making on my list
2: uh uh Corey's even said like hey I, 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 on fights that he's lost it's like i didn't come out and perform my best all that stuff but for the tj dillashaw he was like no i know i did my best and i know i did and i know to deserve the win and everyone on Twitter, and everyone afterwards was like, yes, you won, 100% won the fight against TJ Dillashaw. There's no doubt about it. So that was my... <clears throat> and then, obviously, the Angela Angela Hill just...
1: I <sighs> so mad about it, too. Especially because you have a bunch of haters that are always like, oh, if there's one thing Angela Hill can do, it's uh, lose a split decision and cry about it. Like I'm like... But she actually fucking should have gotten that fight.
2: Yeah. So...
1: Those are my those are my three. Yeah. Uh, Did you have any any to add, Dave?
0: Barbara Maverick. Um, That was. Miranda Maverick won two rounds in that fight. It was pretty clear. Macy Barber. Oh yeah. May. Arguably, have won one round. Yeah, I think
1: think she could have won the third. But yeah, no, yeah. I I mean, I, I,
0: I gave her the third. I gave it two to one, but for Maverick comfortably not like i it wasn't one of those yeah. like it wasn't necessarily a domination or a drubbing or anything but it was just like to me very clear watching this fight it's like oh yeah miranda maverick right. won those two rounds and then ac Barber probably won the third round and i'm just like then Barber won i'm like what the fuck how yeah. <laughs> how? how did she win that i fucking fight?
1: forgot about that you're absolutely right
0: like yeah
1: yeah talk about worst post-fight interview of the year when she fucking is on a two fight losing streak gets that gift of a decision which should have been a three fight losing streak yeah and then being like yeah i just need to win two more and then fight for the belt like fucking no, hell
2: you don't yeah it's
0: it, it was i appreciate the high hopes of being the youngest champion and stuff like that when she had them even if they were unrealistic given her performance but <laughs> now it just sounds delusional at yeah. this point like you need to win more
2: fights against direct yeah, we'll talk about talk about talk about delusions fucking greg hardy getting interviewed being like well we'll <laughs> see what happens with the uh, cyril gun. and francis i was like huh he just got knocked out yeah. you sure you sure won't
1: <laughs> you sure won't see you'll you'll see it you'll be able to see but you won't need to be participating in
2: the um, conversation i couldn't believe he's like yeah francis and Gaṇu are sort of like no
1: and and speaking of that i think that sort of neatly segues into one of my favorite categories Knockout of the year.
2: Okay, so I <clears throat> feel good moment and knockout of the year could almost be the same thing. Obviously, tied to knocking out Greg Hardy, but that is mine. That that's not mine. That's not mine. Because mine, there's only one clear-cut winner for me, and it is the sweet, sweet wheel kick from Ignacio Bajamundez. Versus Roosevelt Roberts, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, it was such a good knockout and a good fight leading up to the knockout. Yes, the last ten seconds of that fight is when the wheel kick came out, and
1: and the day you won Twitter.
2: Yeah, that was the day I won Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> so two things happened that day: it was was by literally knocked that guy into the fourth round. <laughs> and then I knocked myself into the fourth round by winning so much of Twitter. Uh, biggest so, dub of his career.
1: Biggest dub of your uh, career. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, it was truly. I mean, you know, we're we're talking. You know, every everyone remembers. Uh, <clears throat> everyone remembers. Wow. Why am I drawing a blank on his name? Tyson Greg Hardy. Well, yeah. No, I meant as far as the wheel kick goes.
1: Uh, oh, Edson Barboza, Terry Adam.
2: Everybody remembers that wheel kick. This easily, like, they're, they're pretty much naked. Neck- I mean, first of all, so remember, <clears throat> the way that knockouts work specifically, as you know, of, like, punches, um, it, it's pretty great and awesome whenever light, lights go out. But with a kick, it's just so much more poignant. It's so much more of, like, a, yeah. a of a bigger button. And to do it with a Especially spinning a spin wheel kick, kick yeah. a spinning wheel kick, perfectly hitting him, knocking him out, clean, cold, like on the ground, like fully knocked out. Uh, there was some pretty good knockouts, but that that one for me just uh, picture perfect ending. Ten seconds, like I said, it's all it's all circumstantial because you know, I mean, Greg Hardy fucking knocking. I mean, not Greg Hardy. Um,
3: Derek Lewis. No, Greg
2: Derek Lewis knocking. Uh, curtis blades fucking stiff as a board, like mm. was pretty pretty gnarly uh, okay, I, didn't uh that one.
1: I should i should have had that one
2: ran right into his fucking fist and just like stiffed him up but there was some that but the ignacio bahamondes just to staple everything at the 10 second mark of the end beautiful wheel kick knocked that motherfucker clean out um so that's my that's my knockout of the year
1: yeah amazing uh, amazing pick Um, Anything to add, Dave?
2: Um, I will go,
0: just in terms of cinematic, in terms of, like, picture perfect, very literally. um, Kamaru Usman versus Jorge Masvidal, just, like, that explosion of, like, sweat off of him as he, like, just put his fist basically through him as he, like, stepped through in ways that most other people... And, like, that also kind of goes to what I was saying before. I'm like, man, if Kamaru Usman just goes forward and just hits people...
1: Just fucking spun it's his scary job,
0: yeah like it was that was just so I, I, it's hard to say about a man being beaten unconscious but that was actually kind of a beautiful moment in much way the bahamanda's yeah. kick uh was as well you know even in a way that like you know last year with joaquin buckley and I, uh, the most ridiculous kick of all time just like certain moments like martial arts is are sometimes just cool as shit like Absolutely. it's really oh, yeah. like and and um even afterwards masvidal like basically his body continuing the motion but just, of the his left hook but just kind of falling or left hook, yeah I, have, I forget but is just it was yeah. brilliant It's brilliant i mean to,
1: yeah to your point about that i'm pretty sure someone made like a, a drawing of it like an art like an actual painting yeah. or artistic
0: yeah. And I, I may think have seen it.
1: It's yeah. part of it could have been sweat, but I think I think right before that round, or they right poured yeah. yeah. pour some water. Yeah, they probably
0: poured some water on him too, but it just like the um, explosion of liquid, I guess. Right. Yeah.
1: Fucking A. Uh well, here's my lesson. And, and like for me, knockouts and submissions are like depending on your style, that's the goal. Like the goal should never be to win a decision. Not, not never. But I mean, and sometimes you're just going to be equally matched to, to the point where like, you know, no matter how many rounds, I mean, you know, one is going to get tired, but you know what I mean? Knockouts and, and submissions, depending on your style, should be, should be the goal. So I want to shout out a lot of these. And you guys did a great job of highlighting like one of the best of the best of cream of the crop. But I wanted to kind of shout out some other ones. So I'm just going to kind of rapid fire these. Tai over Greg Hardy. Fucking amazing. Yuri Prohasco over Dominic Reyes. Fucking amazing. Kai Kaikara France over Cody Garbrandt. Um, it's in Barbosa over Shane Burgos. Just fucking del- delayed, like.
2: Yeah. Strange amazing. reaction. That was so cool, though. Amazing. What, what a weird one, but yeah. Uh,
1: Rafael Faziev over Brad Ridell. Um, yes. Charles Oliveira over Michael Chandler. That fucking picture perfect left hook. Just, uh, I loved it. Kamaro Usman over Hori Masvidal, you mentioned. Rose Dama Yunus uh, over Zhang Ooh.
0: Um
1: Sergio yeah. Pettis over over Kyoji Horiguchi. And uh Sanhagen over Frankie Edgar, uh very early in the year.
0: That was, was very long, picturesque too. It's just like the way like he just like knee. Yeah. It was it was almost uh I'll say, you know, for, for other nerds out there, kind of anime-esque. It was just like he just like left it leaps in the air, just yeah. like lands past Frankie Edgar, and then his consciousness just splits in half and he just like Yeah, falls drops. over, Yeah, it yes. almost
1: reminded me of um what's it called? Uh, Edson Barbosa versus Benil Dariush they fought I want to say like 2016 or 17 yeah they had like a it might have been in the first round I remember being pretty early Um, they were having a back and forth Benil Dariush was landing some hard leg kicks and I was like really you're you're throwing leg kicks on Edson Barbosa that's pretty fucking ballsy he goes in for a takedown Edson perfectly times a jump knee and it's just like it was one of the most brutal chaos I've, I've seen. Like he died, like dives in for the takedown and dives into a knee. <laughs> so fuck.
0: Yeah. That was, I remember that one. Cause I, I thought Darius was winning that fight. And then Barbosa Bar- just like, no, I'll take your head now.
1: Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. So fucking crazy. Um, moving on to submission of the year. What do you, what do you guys have for that?
2: Uh, For me, just because of the, the emotional moment was uh, Glover to Shara submitting Jan. I think everyone in that moment, I think when the, when his back was taken, I, I it just felt so unbelievable. Uh, it wasn't like that much of a, um, of a, you know, impressive submission. It just was, it just showed how strong and technical and dominant um, Glover was. And like, you knew it was a bad position, but you didn't know how bad. And then whenever he got the the arm in, I was like, oh, wow. And then you're like, you know, it's just everything kind of like crashed on. You're just like, wow, I can't believe this person was so far away, was so far away from the title, came back, got really close, and then fell right back down, all the way back down to come all the way back to win it in this way. It was just such a great submission. Um, yeah, another one for me was uh, Clay Guida against... Um,
1: oh yeah it literally just happened santos Santos. yeah
2: Yeah. you know so so great and like you know what i mean like these these fighters are uh these older fighters that have been in the game for a long time are just showing you like hey like we're we're still here we're still doing it you know what i mean like i feel like a lot of people kind of felt like that was i don't want to say left with but but you know a lot of people felt like cowboy was like the last remaining of the guys, but there's, there's some, some fighters out there, you know, Cub is a good example. Um, Clay Glover is obviously the best example, just because he's the, the oldest or one of the older ones um, that, you know, are just having these really big uh, comeback wins. And, you know, I mean, Glover was, was, was amazing. It was just so emotionally amazing. And you're just like, wow, how do you, how do you, do that, you know, especially with Jan being such a such a good champion. um Yeah, the, that was my submission. That just emotionally, that was the the, the biggest submission for me. um That felt like it, I don't know. I just like the second that he mounted him, it just felt unbelievable. I was like, oh, I can't believe this is actually happening. Like, and that whole time, and then you know, winning the belt and doing you know. So, I mean, we're gonna see what's gonna happen with Yuri, but as of right now, at that that moment's gonna stick in my mind for for a while, just to see how far he came and and kind of fell down, and then got all the way back up there so
1: fuck yeah any any other uh submissions to have leave
0: <clears throat> yeah um for me uh just cuz it feel the felt the most impressive at the time was um Anthony Fluffy Hernandez submitting Rodolfo Vieira uh or Rodolfo uh-huh. Vieira I guess um, yeah Rodolfo Vieira um it was just it's just it it's one of those like yeah mma's different moments but just like not even a you know uh what i saw this meme and i've never been able to find it again so sorry there's no, not going to be any links to posted to it or anything like that it was um uh lord of the rings return of the king where it's like no black belt can submit me is like it said like no man can, can can slay me i am no man and like takes off the helmet but with Fluffy Hernandez and Hidolfo Vieira, it was brilliant because he's a purple belt and he submitted yeah. one of the best Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu practitioners of all time, and he just like yeah. the guy whose nickname easy. is the Black
1: Belt Killer, like or Black Belt yeah. Hunter or something like that. Go, oh my
0: <laughs> goodness! Yes, it was just like of all like I th- if you picked that uh, just like on a flyer, it's insane. Uh, you would, I do you also gotten,
1: like. You would have turned like one dollar into like twelve hundred bucks or something like that. It was it was, a, it, it was crazy. It odds. was
0: wild. Like the odds. It was like everyone basically it's like, "Oh, Hernandez is here to lose to hudolfo Vieira. <laughs> and he's like, "No, I'm not going to do that at all. I'm going to submit him. I'm going to do. I'm going to embarrass him. I'm going to sun this person. It's like, welcome to MMA, bitch." Yeah,
2: as uh, oh. as John Enix said, Anthony fucking Hernandez.
1: Yeah, Anthony fucking Hernandez. <laughs> Love John. Got through on the broadcast. It was amazing. I, I,
2: uh, John
0: Enix, fantastic oh uh, god yeah. possibly commentator there but that's not a, not a category um I do want to shout out although I didn't like when it happened uh Andre Muniz uh again oh, breaking uh, Jac- Jacare's arm Jac- Jac- Jacare but th- that was very impressive but also him doing it then again immediately to Eric Anders is just like oh and him like figuring out like in the post-fight press conference like oh I guess it's just like the thing I do
3: yeah
1: <laughs> like he, he was not
0: like planning to do that at all it's just like oh okay yeah i guess i just find myself the way i fight makes me do this okay yeah cool and I it's just it. like yeah I but it's just like i just i that can't be my submission of the year because i just hated saying that to Ray. like you know all yeah. i respect to Ray, legend of the sport um i think even back in the day i think i picked i thought he beat um um romero in that fight i thought he i thought he won yeah
1: a lot of people feel that way
0: um, but um yeah sorry go ahead
1: <clears throat> no no that that's perfectly fine um for me submission of the year and and leo and i were talking about this he was like oh, i'm having a hard time picking it i was like honestly like there were a few like when you think of submission of the year you want to go for something that's like flashy and i think like if you're if you're if you want us zero in on one then you don't necessarily have to do flashy you can go for like it's like the stakes and the feel of it like you said like picking glover was like perfect for that vibe for me i wanted to shout out both of them so i i i i picked i put glover on there as well uh, actually i didn't have that but i i thought about it um Brand, brandon moreno getting mm-hmm. the de naked choke over Jefferson Yeah, mm-hmm. and i mentioned the anthony hernandez one here's a couple of other ones that were like flashy jordan levitt recently getting over matt sales the reverse triangle oh yeah was pretty fucking sweet and another reverse triangle well reverse triangle armbar basically folded her up like a fucking pretzel amanda nunez over uh, megan anderson i remember i remember just being like and that's why the, the julian opinion upset was so great because i just remember thinking like she can finish her any way she wants she can just decide to do and she's just was like okay i'm gonna i haven't had a reverse triangle on my record let's get that you know like let's pull you into position let's set this up like just absolutely had her had her way with her imposed her will so that was to me um actually if i had a big one that probably would be it good all right now we're moving into fight of the year now uh at, uh, at the friendly spring here, I, I made the decision. Uh, we talked about this before. We're breaking it up into categories, so um, I'm going to kind of build it up here. Uh, let's do a fight of the year, three round fight. What was your um, three round fight of the year, Dave?
0: Gagey Chandler. Yeah, yeah,
1: yes. by far. I mean, yeah. I, I have another one yeah. to mention if you guys didn't mention it, but that's definitely at the top.
0: I mean, no. I, just to the point that, like, in some years, Burgos Quarantillo would be that but people were like it was hard to even get fired up after the gates of chandler fight like we all like blew our excitement load on that I fight we're like, oh so good and then we just didn't have we just yeah. were like oh okay we it's like in yeah we almost Sorry, we're like an me.
1: unranked heavyweight fight in the middle as like a palate cleanser to yeah. then remind
0: us <laughs> like yeah. can you imagine <laughs> oh my goodness yeah
2: it was it was just uh just the stakes of that fight just like you know, the both those guys. You know, especially after Chandler losing and like Gaethje just being so tough at like you know fighting against Khabib, fighting against all these people, being being just such a banger of a fighter, and then and then delivering and like you know, Gage is going to be going down in the sport as a, as a legend. There's no doubt da- because of the wars that he puts other fighters through. Uh, he really really stays in there long. He's tough as nails and it was just such a good back and forth i mean both of them were wobbled so many times that fight the needle moved it was incredibly competitive i like
1: pendulum swing of momentum but just like boom 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 yeah the whole
2: time i was like i I don't know what's gonna happen i don't know who's gonna win this fight even at the very end i was like i I mean actually at the very end i knew that that gaichi kind of pulled away with it but because of um honestly just just grit and not being tired at the end of it but like it was it was just a magnificent fight just a magnificent one uh, on, so, so something yeah.
0: I, w- I wanted to uh shout uh there actually a call back to earlier uh with trevor whitman actually um just i i mean I, I, I think Whitman had something to do with it, but I don't remember like a specific like exchange with him and Gaethje. He might not have, but just like at the beginning of that fight, cause I kind of thought Gaethje sort of had the fight pretty comfortably, but it became like at the beginning of that fight, it became clear. It's like, Oh, Michael Chandler's is a lot faster than him. Like he can hit him without necessarily having to take the, sh- the return shots all the time. But then Gaethje just kind of found that little uppercut that worked every time he threw it every single time throughout the fight. And it just like, such a momentum change and i feel like you know just like having that like having like the sort of presence of mind to be like okay this is you know this is scary but you can get him with this one like if you just extend the exchange throw this uppercut it will hit him it will hurt him you've got this just like just like the sort of swinging the momentum back because earlier in the fight i was i because i'd pick gaichi and i was i wanted gaichi to win i'm just like oh oh no this is not going how I was expecting. Cause I thought early, I thought Chandler straight up was going to win the fight. Like I thought he was going to knock him out. Right. But, yeah. Yeah. That yeah. first
1: round was not, was not good for, for Gaethje. Yeah. But he turned the tide for real. Yeah. Um, The the only other one I wanted to add to, to three round fights of the year was Shane Burgos and uh, Edson Barboza. And I, and I had it for for Ooh, KO full, of the year, full, but full. that 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 fight was every bit as exciting as as Gaethje Chandler until the finish. It just Gaethje Chandler gave us so much more, like the quantity of of violence that we got was just over the limit. But but that fight was pretty fucking insane as well.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Uh, featherweight uh, Barboza really coming into his own in terms as a brawler, like. Yeah, where was this like the guy yeah, that Feathery always
1: Barbosa breakthrough, another breakthrough part of the year? Yeah, continues.
0: you could just pressure him at lightweight, but now at like featherweight, all of a sudden he's like, no, I'm gonna, I will throw hands with you, not just kicks, and they yeah. will make you go unconscious in the weirdest of ways. It doesn't <laughs> yeah. even make sense. <laughs> Fucking
1: love but. it. I love everything about it, dude. Um, all right, so a fi- now we're doing fight of the year for a five round non title fight, like main event, five round uh, bouts. And uh, Leo, Guys, what do you have?
2: It stayed for me. First five round fight of the year, Max Holloway versus Calvin Cater. It's was it. It was it. Was it. It. It, was it. it was it. It was it. It was it. Of all the all the the five rounders of the main event, Max does it again he just does it again and and it, it calvin cater staying in there showing his toughness was a really really important part of that fight to show that max holloway could just beat up a human body for five rounds completely <laughs> so uh, i i was looking at i literally looked back through all the fights and i was like what's the fun? and that was it like it really was it really just delivered max Holloway levels of violence and max Holloway levels of highlight. I mean, we're talking, you know, pointing at the ground, UFC 199 um, status. Yeah. You know, Love it. I'm the Iconic. best boxer in the UFC. I'm slipping these punches. Calvin Cater can't do shit against me.
1: The no-look punches, dude. I mean, he, he entered the Matrix.
2: Yeah, and and I was like, oh, I don't know, that's a pretty big fight. And I remember, I, I think I even said it back in maybe i think march or or april i I remember just being like oh man i don't know if we're gonna top that this year and we we were talking
1: about it early i mean
2: yeah and for five rounds uh, as far as the top of everything goes that that was mine because i just it was so exciting because and it was because also because cater kind of stayed in in max's pocket getting beat the fuck up but stayed strong all the way until the very end when max was piecing him up so that's my that's my five round fight of the year
1: any any to add Dave
2: uh that that was mine as well but I do want to shout out
0: I I've mentioned it before but um the 257 fight uh, I believe with uh McGregor and Poirier because that was the first time after like first time they fought since um like earlier when McGregor knocked out Poirier and it's just like sort of there were elements of just like, oh, there are some of the same dynamics. There was more momentum shifts. It was like it was suspenseful. It wasn't a title fight. Agreed, so that's yeah, it was right. It, yeah. And it had that feel good moment at the end when like <clears throat> Poirier, you know, overcoming like, you know, some adversity, overcoming like what had been a tough matchup, like just showing how much he improved. Oh yeah. That was a big one for me. Not as big as like just as visceral as Max just styling on Calvin Cater. Yeah, but oh, it was, it was, it was a good fight. I
2: enjoyed it. I was, yeah. That was a good one. Boy, he 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 really better show up for against Chikaze because if he doesn't, and just gets pieced up again, it's not going to be a good. If he's just he's just, just got to fight in different times. The of The year. The punching bag for featherweight. Yeah, oh gotta, my goodness, he's oh, got to fight in yeah. different times of the year. That's all there is to it.
1: I, I wonder if uh, our another fellow patron, our girl mm-hmm. um, Pamela with a Wholesome MMA, used to do the MMA astrology picks. I wonder if like just the fucking moon is not in the right place where it needs to be for him in January. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, we'll find out. A, shouldn't say that preemptively, but let's. No. I'd be curious to know, Pamela. Let us know. I'm like, what well, what are the stars telling us for for Calvin K.
2: Yeah.
1: But uh, I actually had four picks for this category. Oh wow! And two were the same fighter. So okay. Two from from one fighter. Two from another fighter is what I meant. Um. So I obviously had Holloway Cater, but I also had Holloway Rodriguez. I mean, Max giving us two fight of the year contenders in the fucking same year. I mean, that you can make a case for for, for Rodriguez for the Rodriguez fight being perhaps better than the Cater fight. I mean, the Cater fight was just unreal. But just for him to do it again and be in a more competitive fight where he actually had the show Will Rod- Max being a grappler, like. Obviously, he's doing yeah. it to a fellow striker, but showing these tools in his toolbox that we didn't even know he he had really. I mean, obviously, we knew, but hadn't seen him in a long time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and honestly, absolutely.
0: Rodriguez putting on the performance of his career, too. Like, yeah. I, 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 don't get me wrong. Holloway won the fight, but, like, yeah. Rodriguez, I did not think he had that in him. I was just like, oh, wow. Yes. Like, 100%. it was his, certainly his best punching performance against Max Holloway. I'm just like, because like I remember his punches against uh, God, I want to say it was um, certain exchanges like Korean Zombie just looked atrocious punching, but yeah. like that's this fight all of a sudden it's like oh he could if he like puts his feet right he can crack okay yeah <laughs> but no, yeah
1: absolutely and and the other uh, the other fighter that they gave us two fight of the year contenders in my opinion Corey Sanhagen. the Dillashaw fight and the Yon fight that that, yeah. that peter yan fight was yeah was unreal was absolutely unreal and, and i guess that was a interim title fight so maybe it doesn't really count i, I, right. I wasn't no, counting but- interim fights but either way the the Dilasha fight is is fucking up there so so shout out to both those men who do you guys have for five round title fight fight of the year if you have any other pick, I only have one for this. If you have any other pick other than that, I mean besides honorable mention like we're fucking I don't I don't know, for All me right. there's only one uh, answer for this.
2: Yeah, it's uh 100% Volkanovsky versus Ortega. There is no way that title fights get any more exciting than that and any more danger. Then, then both, <laughs> then oh. both the, the amount of danger that both of those fighters were in <laughs> on in every round is, was to, I remember thinking every time, just like, okay, this fight could be over now. This fight could be over now. And like, not in like a sense of, of like the ref needs to stop it. But I was just like, oh, okay, that could have knocked that person out or yeah. that submission. They could got have- to
1: the brink of, of, of where the ref should step in like multiple yeah. times.
2: Yeah. So it, it was just so exciting it, the everything they were doing with against each other but but that third round was was stu- i mean volkanovsky escaping that
1: we, yeah we didn't have this category but what round 3 of that fight round of the year as well
2: oh, yeah.
0: if, if not the decade like i mean like of oh, the past decade obviously it's been 2 years yeah. thing, you know what i mean yeah um, that was wild
1: Yeah. Ariel, I was listening to um, the, the MMA hour doing like sort of like their not their best of their, they're actually their best of awards is is coming up tomorrow uh, on Monday, but um, they're, they did like a a sort of like a compilation of their greatest hits of the year, whatever, just like little clips from interviews. And Ariel had said like that third round of that fight, like you need to have that in your back pocket for, if you're, if you're talking to someone that like, like, really? You watch MMA? I don't get it, or, or whatever. Or someone's like, oh, how, how can you think? Like, what's that? Fucking show them that that round. 100%. Unreal. And, yeah. and to that point, T-Cross, I remember T-Cross texting me. He's like, from now on, if, if someone is like, I need to show someone an MMA fight to get them out, I'm showing them that fight.
2: Yeah, just just such great high, high stakes for both men. Uh, it, it was so and it was so much of everything you know what i mean like we talk it's a very mixed martial arts game and like that everything was in it. it had everything in it. it had your striking it had grappling it had you know jiu-jitsu it had it had everything and we were very lucky that we got that this year i mean granted it was one o'clock in the morning whenever it was happening but um yeah. you know still just just a very very incredibly exciting fight um so yeah yeah
1: well said i there aren't any other options for this category, so that that's that's fucking it. That was like definitive for me. um Moving on now to Fighter of the Year. Now this this one, I always say like one of my my favorite things I like about MMA is that the men and women compete on the same cards and mm-hmm. under the same rule set and things like that. But I, I do feel like for for Fighter of the Year, you kind of have to separate it um by male and female especially because mostly because they don't compete against each other so it's like almost like that's kind of where i make that distinction i guess but uh who was your male fighter of the year
2: uh i mean it's, pretty, it's hard to argue with kamaro being the my male fighter of the year just because of
1: the, hard to argue against him
2: yeah I hard to argue against him being it because i didn't i was like oh yeah he had a pretty good year then i was like oh yeah no he he had three spectacular wins not just like oh okay like no they were pretty spectacular for him being the champion and yeah i mean he really he he shut down um he shut down burns he shut the lights off of uh masvidal and proved definitively that he's, he's better than colby so yeah. ju- just that the way that that kind of came to be you know it for the burns fight it proved that he's not scared to fight anyone. Because like you know as far as like the the hype going around them uh you know he's willing to put to bed um you know past talks of people fighting him from before so there was a lot of stuff that he he kind of covered the gamut of of things that fighters get looked at for like that there's their weak spot of like oh he's this way against these type of fighters or he can't you know he can't really defend himself against these but literally shut everyone up this entire year at mm-hmm. every single point it was like, yeah, no, I can do that. Okay. No, yeah, I can do that. Yeah. I can also do that. So he's, he's my fighter of the year just because of on that alone. And on top of that, he's, you know, the champion. So.
1: Right. And his, <clears throat> his emergence of pound for pound number one has been a, a good, a good story this year. I feel, um, mm-hmm. did you have a different pick Dave or anything? Uh, no, right? it's
0: it the same thing. I mean, yeah, yeah, just like his accomplishments, the fact that um apparently from what I understand burns, in sparring back when they trained together would kind of whoop his ass like he did at the beginning of the fight like yeah. he would be the one tuning uh usman up to so just like overcoming that um i think it would be a lot tougher if volkanovsky had fight fought more because just like him yeah. adjusting and overcoming and stuff that was the most impressive i've been of a single performance in the year but it was a single performance of the year you know usman had right. three like quality wins and he did battle back from adversity it was just like not as you know individually as singular of a moment but you gotta give it to Usman it's hard to argue I don't have a strong argument for anyone else
1: yeah the only the only other person like I start to think about fighter of the year like around like October or so uh because then you think about like what's coming up too and like who could it be you kind of finalize these things the only other contender if they had won their last fight, Dustin Poirier. I mean, he would have had the two big wins against Connor and a a big win against Oliveira winning the belt. Like, that would have been enough for me to... And that would have been, like, one of those cases where, like, oh, if you have Usman, I have no problem. If you have Poirier, I have no problem. But for for me, since Poirier didn't win, it has to be Usman. Um, And I'm open to other suggestions, but for me, I couldn't even put anything else together because like front of the year almost always has to be a champion because it's that's what really separates it in, in my opinion you know what i mean so um that that was that was my fighter of the year who do you guys have for female fighter of the year
0: uh, uh real quick i do want to give some shine to charles Oliveira for um oh yeah male fighter yes yeah, i mean if if not for usman that's would be a very strong contender as well it's it had a hell of a year yeah. but i just like and and he gets overlooked a lot and i don't i just don't want to you know Jump on that band mic. It's a great job, Charles. Oh, yeah, but. I mean,
1: I think he's uh, a strong contender for Fight of the Year twenty twenty two, just based oh, on his momentum and yes. like depending on how the matchups go. I mean, uh, I I, th- I think the main thing that one that that uh, Usman won out over was was the number of defenses, the um, number and
0: quality. Yeah. Yes,
1: exactly. One hundred percent. Dave, who did you have for female Fight of the Year?
0: Oh, ooh, I, so uh, you know. Grudgingly and then less grudgingly. I do want to shout out um Juliana Pena and um Valentina Shevchenko just consistently. But Rose. Just not I don't pick. It's not a it's it's just like again, I like both times apparently like a lot of analysts were picking um uh john Lily and they did have very, very good arguments and like Rose does not like getting in physical Confrontations generally speaking like she Likes to keep things you know clean and from a distance And stuff like that but her Just kind of like Showing that oh yeah I can spark this Person out or I Can you know Find ways to beat this kind Of not great style matchup for me Mm -hmm. So I think I think that's that's who I'm Going to go with Over the others
2: Good choice Yeah
1: what do you have, uh, Leo? Or who do you, who I do you have
2: do have? For- uh, yeah, I, I have uh, Shevchenko. I just, I mean, t- with the Juliana Pena thing happening, and 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 every and the domination that that is Shevchenko over everything, it's it's just hard to to think of someone that's going to be tougher. And like, she's also so like diligent and cold, and like, also I didn't know she was a director. Found that out. She graduated from some college anyways she's she's fantastic and, and if not her then for me i mean it's going to be loopy again just because like i said <laughs> just because loopy. listen i mean like i said it's just because not a lot of fighters do that and you, you just don't hear about that happening very often so yeah um someone that's down to scrap is 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 great and and like i said i now with the whole um Amanda Nunes thing kind of being a little bit thrown off with Juliana Pena and like, and then we also have uh Kayla Harrison, like up in the air too. Like, you know, there's a lot of things that could be happening in, in women's MMA in the next year um, that we're all pretty going to be pretty stoked for, but Shevchenko winning seems to be a pretty good prediction for 2022 uh, uh, for a good amount of the times. Yeah. So
1: it's interesting that you, you bring up those names, Leo, those names that you just mentioned, because for the last couple of years, it's been pretty clear cut like Amanda Nunez or, mm-hmm. or Shevchenko. And it kind of mm-hmm. been like, you know, the tie between the two where they go back and forth but with Amanda losing and Valentina, not really doing a lot in my opinion.
2: that's fair.
1: I thought about other dominant women in MMA. And I thought about someone who has had uh, an incredible year. This person, um, you know, became a mom this year. She she adopted her her nieces, and obviously didn't happen this year. But she's a she's a two time Olympian. Not a lot of people know that. She's also undefeated. <laughs> went four and zero in twenty twenty one. My queen, Peggy Knuckles herself, <laughs> Kayla Harrison. Good choice. I also do that just to make Rhino angry. So I'm going to get a text about <laughs> that.
2: But we'll see. <laughs> but, I mean, if
1: Amanda had won, it would have been Amanda, you know, because she would have defended both belts, you know, the, defended the featherweight against uh, Megan and then, you know, whatever. For me, it has to be Kayla. And Rose is a great pick. Rose is probably like the other, other choice that I overlooked. Um, but for me, it has to be Kayla. So I got to pick, you know,
2: choice
1: love that for me and i just wanted to end this on this one just because this is something i like to do and the the first year i did an award show when it was just fwm i I gave awards to all my favorite podcasts and i wanted to have this category is uh just mma programming of the year to shout out uh, a, a few shows um and mma you know pieces of media that uh, enriched my life in twenty twenty one and uh I will uh I will let you guys go first. Uh why don't you take this one, Dave?
0: Um really just um Giri. Just uh your Prakashka just being a weird forest realm like that that whole like that that, that, that like, video. yeah that video is just like that was wild. Um honestly though I mean and obviously you know in terms of other stuff, like, you know, that I enjoy in terms of, like, M- MMA, you know, programming, like, this, you know, this, you know, my other guys, I guess I'll, you know, shout a Heavy Hands, Jack Slack, you know, the other ones, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this, yeah, I honestly I, like, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, be a kiss-ass, but, like, honestly, just, like, this is, I, I look forward to this it's one. Okay. It's okay, you like,
1: can you can keep it going.
0: No, no, it's, like, I just, it like, every week, it's just, you know, it's, like, a lot of fun and stuff like that, because, a lot of the stuff, you know, they get, you know, kind of, you know, in the weeds and the technical stuff, which I enjoy. I, I, love, you know, like some good analysis and stuff like that. But sometimes it's just like, hey, Justine Kish it's her pants, and I'm like, I appreciate that, you know. I yeah,
1: where else content can you get I'm here
0: that? for?
2: Exactly. Well, <laughs> yeah, we in, in the Octagon sometimes, but yeah, uh... <laughs> yeah, th- we we certainly do uh, appreciate you coming on the show and also listening to us. Um, Yeah. I mean, for me, I mean, it's this show, guys. It's always been the show. (laughs) It's kissing your own ass now. Yeah, I'm kissing my own ass because it's great. No, but honestly, like the way that this show kind of brings, um, first of all, the way that it brings community together, the way that it, um, the way that we are able to kind of, like I said, uh, what I've loved about this Doing this show so much is being able to kind of have (laughs) my outlandish opinions becoming validated by people randomly. Uh, Some things that I say or do, and I'll just you know think of something in in MMA or 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 something that's happening, and then just someone to be like, "Oh, that's really funny," or "That's really you know that's really interesting take," or or juice you know in the moment being like, "I can't believe you just said that," Um, and (laughs) just the whole surprise of this, the way that this show is kind of consumed my life and and made me i don't know i don't want to say i mean it's made me a better i'm the i'm the best person i could possibly be when i do this show yeah uh and i i truly have appreciated this show and also uh any of the post fight interviews or the interviews that have happened that that create more humor have always been my favorite any anything that has happened in the octagon as far as programming goes, that has made me laugh or, or made me question uh, reality, um, you know, with uh, like Michael Bisping having, what's his name uh, on his leg? And he's like, get off me <laughs> or, or like <laughs> just any, anything that's always kind of highlighted those moments of humor for me have always been so great because we get to talk about them and, and dissect them. And uh, I've also really appreciated um, all the questions that we've gotten to all the outlandish questions that we've gotten this year uh, that we get to answer on this podcast and that we get specifically because we are this podcast. That's what I love about it is that we're kind of a niche um, one because we do talk about the technical stuff sometimes, but it's mostly just about, you know, who has the bigger cup, like, you know, (laughs) or, you know, like who's going to shit their pants the next round, or, you know, which referee, you know, it you know has the biggest hog because it's Jason Hurst hog, but those are the things that make <laughs> One me. One time someone uh, I think it was it. So
1: someone asked us who who has the biggest dick in MMA. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, love that. Yeah, I love that. We got let- <laughs> and and honestly, guys, and we've been slacking a lot this questions. year, but we're gonna bring them, We're gonna bring back all of our pegging stuff. You know. So oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, we got yeah. it. Patreon because exclusive content. Yeah. <laughs> Peg tree. I'm gonna, yeah.
1: I'm gonna DM Kayla Harrison.
2: Yeah, Ooh, that's the name of her.
1: Our... Can you fucking imagine?
2: Like, I, I, Can you Kayla, imagine?
1: Kayla Harrison searches her name on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, like, I, I mentioned Kayla being, like, awesome for something. I think it was the, like, she lost the bet to Bilal and she had to do fucking My Heart Will Go On karaoke.
2: Absolutely <laughs> loved
1: it. And then someone replied to my tweet about it being like, yeah, she's so great. Honestly, like, love watching her or whatever. And I was like, yeah, oh, it wasn't from her searching her name actually i'm now remembering this person tagged her that's why yeah Mm -hmm. which is something i don't do like i i I try not to tag fighters like they don't need to fucking see our bullshit like good or bad (laughs) like they don't need to see like what's going on in fucking mma twitter but um this guy tagged her and i was like yeah i honestly like she's getting my award because i already knew i was gonna pick her for fighter of the year she's getting an award she liked those tweets so
3: i think it's in the works
1: that's already yeah exactly like she's already laid the groundwork, so I'm gonna say, hey. So I saw you like that tweet about me giving you an award. So you know, this is a this is a pegging podcast, <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> with it, we're we're trying to make content for our Patreon, and we will sponsor you to come out, <laughs> we'll get the strap.
0: We'll get the
3: I can't even finish.
1: I can't even finish this in the two.
0: Listen, what the the key thing to remember, and we've we've touched on this before, if she asks you to shave your chest hair into whatever the fuck, gonna, it, I mean, into the into the peg itself, just
1: I, just, yep. I don't have enough chest hair. Yeah, yeah. say something. Like, Listen, I will fucking nope. glue
0: chair to my chest. Exactly, <laughs> hair to my chest. Ca- cotton balls. And, whatever. Yeah, exactly.
1: I will do whatever. I, I will. I will make it happen.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right.
1: Fucking a. I, a I, I,
0: I, I'll, I'll, I'll say uh, I thought of this while you guys were talking about it I, I, the thing I love the most about this podcast is it treats MMA with the seriousness that it deserves because as much like it, it is Thank awesome you. it has transcendent moments but it is a very silly thing like a lot of crazy stuff happens and a lot of people like a lot of you know things out there take it very just like oh yeah this is like really okay. serious like Conor McGregor said something oh like what like oh in the last four conor mcgregor Ooh, la-di-da what did he have to say <laughs> like who cares yeah but exactly. like yeah i just feel like this is like just you know gives the content that is just like you know hey we're having fun with this let's just have fun with this thing because it's Absolutely. it's crazy you and know? wild and i appreciate what you guys do every uh all the time
1: oh Great we day. appreciate you dave thanks and uh, I wanted to, to, to spread some of that love, and I appreciate both of you uh, shouting out the podcast for this category, God, love for it. best MMA programming of the year. Um, if I had to pick one, Leo, and like I said, I wanted to use this opportunity to shout out a bunch of the MMA podcasts that I, I listened to. Um, if I had to pick one, my favorite MMA writer in the space by far, and there, there are some really good ones, it's Fernanda praches No, no one writes about the human condition uh better than better than she does. And in, in, in MMA, like that's one of the things I gravitate most toward. Like these are human beings doing this. And and just the way she writes about it, and the, like, the creativity. Her podcast, Best Camp of My Life, was just I mean, her, her previous show that ended in 2020, um, well actually, uh, it like and it shows has a, like a little kind of like subtitle tagline like with well well actually was like the name of the title but she would each week introduce you like well actually a show about MMA and other stuff <laughs> but with best camp of my life she would always say welcome to best camp of my life a show about MMA kind of but not really but kind of
3: <laughs>
1: and I just it was such a great like addition to my my life every week and uh getting to be on it was was just something i'll never forget uh a really really amazing experience and um to to segue into my my other pick um uh, well i have multiple but, but another sort of like you know in, in that same vein listening to fernanda really got me convinced me to listen to the co event podcast which is um one of the most like longest running podcast in mma his and also one of the most iconic and influential like they came up with uh, bobby knuckles and things like mm-hmm. that and, like some of the things that people say uh, i want to say they also came up with the nickname of gooch for uh, kyoji horaguchi like they mm-hmm. just the way they say things and their their unique takes on mma really it, it's been folks in chad dundas um mm-hmm. and, and and to tie it back into why i started listening because of fernando is because um they all worked together the three of them and other people um at uh, the athletic which crumbled and they did some really terrible things uh they being the athletic uh in terms of like how they treated them uh and ben was on her show uh well actually and i thought it was just so great and, and i've always liked his writing and i've always uh you know liked his his analysis and and follow his tweets but um i really liked what he had to say on on her show and I, for some reason just just the one appearance like i didn't immediately want to go and i think i think it was also because like people had, had been telling me to listen and like as a podcaster when someone like tells you to listen to another show it's like i was like took it to her i was like what you don't think i'm good enough for you like, what are you, doing? <laughs> you know what i mean but she then had chad Dundas this on the other half and the podcast and i was like I need to just fucking just suck it up and listen and I listened to the the episode that was out that week whatever the week I was on I want to say it was like May 26 and I was like god this is so fucking great like it's sometimes dad humor but in the best way and just the way they talk about things and and like they like to have us uh, like kind of make jokes too but they also have serious takes on a lot of things too it's it's like the perfect blend i I don't know why like it's so good and just connecting with that community has been like one of the the most non-toxic community in mma in a world full of like toxicity like the coming event like community is so so fucking wholesome dude and i'm so glad that like some of the patrons um on there like uh like Nobby buckles and fucking uh the homie brian shea who Mm. um uh, d- doesn't get to be listed in this category because it's mma programming but his podcast all things nintendo we've talked about a couple times on the show like it was a big part of me getting back into gaming like uh, earlier today i just fucking beat uh well not b but i beat the champion in the elite four and in pokemon shining pearl which i started playing because of uh him so so special honorable mention to, to brian shea but I also wanted to mention Combat Sports with Rhino. Obviously, we, we, we chat him out every week because he sends in the banger questions. Uh, I, I, oh, I wanted to take this time also. Uh, he just, in his most recent episode, interviewed Terrence McKinney, who we all uh, awesome. kind of shouted out for uh, for debut of the year. So that was a great interview, and go check it out. Um, my, my homies, uh, Tim and Jeff at uh, Scraptitude, the fucking best intro in MMA. I, I, I love their fucking intro on their podcast. Um, the Split Decision Podcast with the homie Phil and Fight Geek. Um unmatched MMA, Tommy Chris is doing great things over there. Um Hablemos MMA con Dani Segura. Love, love that podcast. It's entirely in Spanish. So if you don't speak Spanish and you're listening to this, uh you won't understand the fucking word of it. But um I love I podcast. love it. He, he, he's committed Something. to shut up. Just kidding. Uh, he, he's committed to doing everything in Spanish. Like if he can't find an English word for something, I mean, you know, Spanish this is his first language. But like some phrases we use in MMA don't really like translate. He'll still find a way and just keep it 100 in Spanish. Like it's not Spanglish. It's only Spanish, and it, and it's really good. Uh, interviews and analysis. Like sometimes there's interviews. Sometimes it's it's like uh, previews and in in and, and uh, recaps, and then uh, the MMA hour making its triumphant return. Um, mm-hmm. A show that got me into MMA like very specifically. So, uh Leo and I met Ariel Hawani, so a very yeah. very very uh, important part of my life. Before we we wrap it up here, um was there anything else that you guys wanted to mention anything big in MMA that happened in 2021 that didn't fall into any of these categories?
0: Any the, uh uh hopes for 2022?
1: We're gonna do that in just a second. So what I want to do oh, before correct. like I want to take a quick break and then we'll come and do some oh. bold predictions and and, and f- like forecasting for 2022.
2: Okay. okay. Um not really. I mean, as far as the 2021 goes, uh, just um I mean it, it was a very I can't remember. I mean, this is definitely the most active I've been in in the UFC, like watching it. Mm -hmm. i think because of the pandemic uh so you know like as much as everyone shits on dana white for everything that's happened like they did a pretty good job giving us content for this entire year being in, in in the pandemic like it was a lot of content this year and also uh i think the stretch from from october to december was a pretty nice stretch of fights i think it was like one bad one i'm pretty sure but um so i'm hoping to see more of that and and i'm hoping uh that as i watch more fights and that's just kind of me for for this next year um just kind of being more excited about more fighters um because i feel like i'm kind of you know can be casual about this stuff but you know having you know saying loopy's name and stuff like that you know i'm just talking about fighters that like have made impacts and I'm hoping they continue to make impacts in 2022. And I'm, I'm also getting excited about other fighters that are coming through that the roster kind of starts to feel more, um, uh, you know, well-rounded and that's, that happened in 2021. I'm starting to notice more fighters and say like, Oh, didn't they fight this time? So I'm, my knowledge is gaining, um, uh, a lot more, um, as the year goes on as the year went on. And I don't know, just like, you know, let's see what they do you know black history month is next month so i guess we'll just have to see if michael chandler wins again <laughs> so that's that's what i'm <laughs> honestly that's what i'm hoping for for it's part two of it uh just to follow up but yeah fumble the bag part two
1: yeah well said uh, well let let's take a quick break and when we when we get back we will do some uh big moments for 2022
3: all right <laughs>
1: and we are back ladies and gentlemen this is normally where we would do our forum but uh we, and we had a couple of great submissions uh to be honest with you um cuz uh some people submitted stuff like uh, even before this week um and and some some great messages that I were ready to play we're going way too fucking long just full disclosure just pulling back the curtain we're going way too fucking long so i'm going to save these for next week i actually have a special guest uh which i'll i'll get to at the end of the episode and let you know, but we have a, have a special guest next week, and we're going to answer those fucking questions, and no, that's it. I just wanted to say, we're, we're not going to do the forum this week, because we're going too long. But what I wanted to do before we get out of here, just a quick sort of like a uh, couple of bold predictions or, or forecast hopes, goals. What do you want for 2022? Sort of like MMA resolutions.
2: Uh-huh. Uh, Dave, go ahead and go first. Okay. um one thing i
0: want to see it's a bit of a weird one but um i would love to see more corner stoppages because just that's not weird It's weird that
1: we don't have enough
0: it's it's wild that like when cynthia cavillo got uh the corner stoppage it was like a big thing because in boxing it just happens all the time it's just like listen i don't want my fighter to get take damage for another round if they don't have a way forward yeah you know what i mean it's just and i it's a good thing um also on that uh protecting fighters thing um more quick points taken away Mm -hmm. because i like that's the way it's always should have been working. Like it was like a whole big thing when he took two points when I justin Herzog, uh, yeah. I believe, he took a couple points, and um,
1: yeah, it was Snow, a, he's already setting a precedent for it. So well, I feel like,
0: like, not even thinking of it as a, as a punishment necessarily, but if someone digs their finger into your eyes and you've got to fight for you know however much time left, it's just a, it just balances the scales. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah, one of those, those like. Yeah, their their the, their vision might be impaired for the rest of the fight, so it's just kind of you know,
2: right. I see what you're saying. Yeah, that yeah totally makes but, a lot of sense. Yeah, sorry. Um, that's my first. That's a couple there. Leo, choose. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, honestly, uh, I mean, I already called it for it last year. I'm calling for it. Lorasenko on the desk. It needs to happen on a pay per view. It needs to happen. I'm sorry, Fuck but it's yeah. gotta happen. Not a fight night. It needs to happen on pay per view. There's no reason why i can't there's no reason why i shouldn't it should happen she's got the knowledge she's got everything we got a banter it's possible and we've seen we've seen some of the one the cards where they only have two people or you know and like they're just like we don't have another person like you have the person you got her you've had her this whole time please use her so that's definitely what i'm rooting for her megan uh angela anyone Anyone can be on that desk, so let's get let's get more female representation there. You know, it sounds like I'm being a simp, but for real, I mean, like it's
1: no, no, it's just absolutely needs to happen. Anything else to add before I give mine?
2: Uh, I I I need uh, I need Derek Lewis to win the title,
1: dude. Same. That's literally mine you you took right of my mouth, and I'll go I'll go a step further, Leo. I'm not gonna say that like that's not like an aspirational like hope that's a prediction i love it francis is going to knock the fucking lights out of Cyril gone and then somehow francis is going to reconcile with the ufc because right now they're kind of on bad terms <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and then Derek lewis is going to say hey francis remember that time i got my hand raised when we fought and you took that fat L and you didn't throw any strikes. Hey, I'm gonna go in there and knock you the fuck out. And then he's gonna do it.
2: Guys Derek
1: it, Lewis champion 2022.
2: Oh man, it just makes mm. me so excited. It makes me so excited because I think I think that one would would stick for a lot of people. I think it would yeah. that would change a lot of things. It would change so many like first of all, your opinion of MMA should already be. As your gold standard litmus test of like humor and like who what an MMA fighter should be is Derek Lewis. Like first time you came
1: on the show, you got legitimately mad at me when I didn't pick Derek Lewis for my favorite heavyweight.
2: Yeah, I can't (laughs) believe you didn't pick him. Yeah, because because honestly, like I said, and now the way that he is and the way that he fights, and uh, you know, and people will, I, I don't care. I don't care that he's not that you know athletic or this or that. It doesn't matter. His mic skills are great, and he knocks people out. Yeah. He's a knockout king. There's so many different things are going to happen for 2022. I, 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 there's so many questions that are going to be answered uh, this year, and I, I can't wait to see the way the landscape goes. I hope rule implementation changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, things are looked at differently. Um, I, oh, I'm able to. We're able to. I'm able to throw a uh, a viewing party this year. I'm hoping that I can do that. I'm hoping I can have a bunch of people over at my house, uh, you know, COVID-safe as much as you can be, you know, and just have something around the door. It's been a while, um, but I do miss doing that, and I I want to go out to more bars to watch UFC fights and stuff like that because it's it's been a while since I've done that, so that's definitely something I want to do in 2022. Juice, any other predictions?
1: Yeah, I, I have. Um, yeah, this is more of a hope. This is more of like this is something I would like to see. I would like to see either the UFC implement a 165-pound division or an atom weight division, women's atom weight.
2: Mm -hmm. Okay. Men's 165
1: or women's atom weight. One of those needs to happen.
2: I couldn't agree more. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, we'll see what happens with Eagle FC.
0: (laughs) And I I doubt it's going to happen. Love of Volk, uh, I'll verify i'll say it that Nobody would
3: be a lot at, of fun as long as it's at 155 all of it could not make way to set away like there's no way he even has a chance if he away.
0: what is happening to your audio your voice sounds like you're a chipmunk, <laughs> like Alvin. A chipmunk. My mic
1: keeps going in and out. I gotta it's fucking. You're, you're to fine. You're it.
0: fine now, but you I really wish sounded, yeah. we had done the whole pod like that, that. whole way that because it would, would have, have been, been fantastic. That's a very serious. Very earnest takes. Yeah.
2: The problem um, with yeah. Olivera 145 is that. A... <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh. Yeah. Uh. Okay. Yeah. So we'll see. 2022. Let's see what you got for us. Our first fight will be uh, on the 15th. <laughs> we'll see if uh, if Cater becomes a human oh. punching bag or kicking bag again. I hope not. I hope not. But Chikadze has got a lot of hype behind him. So <laughs> we we will see if Cater can stop that in his tracks.
1: We shall see. Well, Dave, thank you so much for joining us to, to do the, the best of um 2021 with us. Go ahead and shout out your your social media handles where people can follow you or where, where you want to be found, if you want to be found or anything you want to plug.
0: Um, I am, uh, well, I'm on Instagram. I'm Dave Landerwall, but I'm not very active. Um, I'm actually due this year. I would like to sort of wade into the mire that is MMA Twitter. Um, yes. I have not created a new uh, Twitter handle yet. On, I can't buddy. actually get into my old one. It's like, General I don't even House. have that email anymore but uh, i have not created it yet so i can't like uh, maybe i'll i'll send it and we can maybe can shout it out next time when we're doing the shout outs for uh patrons and whatnot i love it
1: let us know we'll shout it out. you can follow leo at leo gh 2113 that's right you can follow the podcast at friendly spar pod you can send us uh, an email at uh, fightingwithmyselfpod@gmail.com if you want, under no obligation.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, it's around this time when we like to shout out our patrons. And uh, this has been like, especially 2021, like the year that we launched Patreon, even though it's the first year of this iteration of the podcast, it's like, I've been wanting to do it for so long and I, I, I never did. But uh, here, we are. here are our lovely patrons. Shout them out here. Callum. APB, Sandy Pants, Alex from Jersey, T-Cross, Filthy Casual, Fee, Command, Dave L in the flesh, uh, Phil the MMA Dude, Jimmy the Drunk, Tricky Dick, Mixed a man, Anonymous, Wholesome MMA, Brian Pichet, Dave Y.A.K.A. Nobby Buckles, Supermanly Nick, and our newest patron, ladies and gentlemen, David. S.
2: So
0: many.
1: The fourth Dave to join the ranks.
0: I think Anonymous is probably named Dave. it's a fair <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean <laughs> that's a
1: by power of a process of elimination or power of reasonable deduction or whatever, deduct, yeah. deductive reasoning. It's not though.
3: Right.
2: Oh. And I and I would
1: let you know uh, if, if if you were right, but you're not right.
2: <laughs> All right. Well, this was a great episode and thank you all for listening and we end this segment by simply saying
1: but but wait leo we can't end the show i forgot to ask you what was the best